0: I feel like... something bad is going to happen to me. It hasn't reached me yet, but it's on its way. The normally tranquil parlor, setting of ...to pay to a young Parlor's woman, problem. taken too soon.
1: Ten
2: days after Ellie's funeral, stuff started happening around the house. Sounds seemed to come from Ellie's old room.
1: They didn't really relent, so I thought, well... I'll just set up a camera to you know, see anything. I looked back and there was footage of a figure moving across the hallway.
0: The image was quite unsettling
1: because it certainly looked like Alice. Don't you to close your eyes. I usually uh, videotape my sessions. Something was happening inside that house and I wanted to find out what it was. We checked the tapes. There was a ghost in
0: our house you're listening to the buzzed kill podcast
2: This episode 198, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where on today's show we dive into some more high strangeness from around the world, in...
0: Uh, this episode's title is a mystery.
2: Ooh, you can't, you can't even I can't, tell me. Yeah,
0: I can't divulge that information. Oh, Do, do because you, this do you epi- even know what because, the title is? Because this episode's title is a mystery.
2: <laughs> Alright. Very where's, mysterious. Where's my trusty dog when I need it? You got a dog? It was a Scooby-Doo joke it was a really, really bad Scooby-Doo joke. <laughs> You're high. Are you high, Shaggy? Uh, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. Hi, I'm James. I...
0: <laughs> <laughs> why is my why is my <laughs> my real name
2: funny to you, Mike? <laughs> I don't know.
0: This I, I I have no answers for you. That's the name my mother gave me.
2: Ah, uh, what's going on, James? Uh... <laughs>
0: Nothing. See, see, you're laughing at it
2: too.
0: <laughs> That's a funny name, isn't it? Ooh, I peeked somewhere. You did peak. Gosh Your name? Darn it. It's it's
2: it's, it's James. 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 James and the Giant Peak. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: <laughs> Neither one of us are funny, but I'm laughing at everything. No, I, lo- um, I love how we
2: go from before we start, uh, before we start the episode, before we even hit the record, we're both just like not talking a heck of a whole lot. Like we're just kind of kind of lay doing our thing, and then this comes on, and now we are laughing at the word James. J- James. James. <laughs>
0: I need to, otherwise I'm going to slam my face into my computer. I don't know, I've just been, uh, I've been busy, which is not normal for me, because, you know, during COVID I haven't been busy. Oh yeah? But the last couple days I've been scrambling to get a bunch of shit done, and I'm not doing a very good job of it, so.
2: Are you you scrambling because when you said that you weren't busy before, you could have been doing it then, and you didn't? So now you're scrambling to get it done at the end? That... Is is your M.O. Is
0: highly likely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That it is. Very, very likely. Um, So, yeah, I guess I could have been busy, but why? Being busy sucks.
2: I like doing nothing for nobody. (laughs) You know what? I used to like that. I used to like. I don't. I at, don't actually. At my work, though, at my work, every now and then, uh, you know, at my job, there's there's is a lot of downtime, you know, depending on the time of year, or whatever. And there are times when there's just not a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. And I end up kind of just killing time and sitting around. And it sucks. sucks I absolutely hate just feels, sitting on my ass It's like you're nothing. wasting your day, but then it's ironic, I come home from work and I sit on my ass and I do nothing
0: <laughs> but you're doing that on your own time. <laughs> is that what it is? yeah it, it's like uh um where did we oh we went to the drive-in a few weeks ago, right and mm-hmm. uh we got home at like three right. right and we got home at three, which is um I mean going to bed at three is not totally out of the norm for me mm-hmm. But uh, it's definitely out of the norm for my wife and our kids were at our at, at my in law's house. So like we're like, oh, we're gonna sleep in a little bit tomorrow. I thought we'd sleep in until like eight or nine, you know? <laughs> like real crazy, nine thirty if we were feeling real real crazy. We slept in until like eleven. And I woke up and I go, What? It's 11-. I was like, oh
2: god, like a whole day is wasted,
0: you yeah. know? Oh yeah. I and, and,
2: and this is good to do every now and then, but sure.
0: I don't know how I used to operate the way I did because I used to, I used to basically, I used to be nocturnal. Essentially,
2: mm-hmm. I, I did you ever go through a phase like that? I'm, I'm thinking that you still think that I am because we start this show at midnight <laughs> every Friday, and <laughs> yeah, well,
0: um, no, there was there was a time when I would, uh, I would, it's hard to tell if it started with me going to bed late, really, really late one night, and then after that, it was. That was my schedule, or if I slept in really late one day, and then that was my schedule. It's like, who, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right?
2: Um, I'm not sure.
0: So, anyway, at some point in time, this is like back in 2004, probably 2005, mm-hmm. I got into the habit of, basically, I slept during the day hours. And then I would wake up at night, and then that's when I would go to band practice and hang out with my friends, and blah blah. blah. I would stay up until the sun came up, and then I go back to sleep. No, oh, I,
2: I was never that bad. It
0: was awful. It was yeah. like the worst. I probably did it for about a year. It was the worst year of my life.
2: I've I've never been like that. I I can't. Once uh like once the sun comes up, usually, and like I'm up, I'm up. Like I can't. Yeah. I can't sleep during the day. I've never actually <laughs> have been a day sleeper. Like I, I don't nap. Unless I'm like so exhausted that my body literally just like blacks out. Down. yeah. Um, but like I can't like if I sit down and try to take a nap. God, we're so old. And I take naps in the middle of the day. I need my warm milk. Um, no, I, I can't do it though. Like I literally can't do it. Yeah. I get bored. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like I'll lie down and I'll be like, I'm bored. Like I need to do something. I'm, bo- I'm bored. This is boring. <laughs> what, what am I doing? But um, I, I'm jealous of people that can nap, though. I, I We have a lot of friends who say, like, oh, I, took, I laid down, took a nap today. I'm like, yeah, it must be nice. I do. I, I don't
0: I don't like taking naps that often, but every, every so often during the summer, like when it's really hot out and you got the fans and the air on in the house and you're just kind of lounging around, nice nap. Yeah. Really hits the spot. I guess. It doesn't happen know. much anymore, though.
2: I wouldn't know, James. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. I don't know what to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> uh um so tuesday was my birthday oh happy birthday thanks man what did i get you uh that thing behind you that i haven't solved yet because i'm stuck on it oh you haven't solved it yet i'm stumped you need help you need help i had had mentioned to you that i'm like i've gotten as far as i think that i can get with one brain and you said that you wanted to you didn't want me to tell you anything because you wanted to try to solve it yourself yeah i think that we need to tag team it I a will. Menage a uh, mystery, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> I will take it. I will take it and I will get as far as I can and we'll see if I get only to the point that you did. Well, yeah. no, because then I don't want to solve it if yeah, exactly, you haven't already. Exactly. All right, let's tag team it then. Let's tag team it.
2: Um, so. <laughs> not the first time we've said that. Um anyway though uh, again yeah, no I, it's it's funny when you're when you're in your your mid 30s like me you know uh f- 5 years removed from 40 at this point.
0: Mm. I'm so old. Your hairline showing it.
2: I uh, can you even see it. My hair is so long from covid still. <laughs> I have not hair is got, long I have not gotten my haircut in almost 5 months at this point. Oh, you look like Bradley Cooper. Uh, yeah, not <laughs> not not even quite. No. Um no, it's funny like like my birthday came around ever whatever. I just literally like nobody at work even knew it. No one, no one knew it. I didn't bother telling anybody. I came home and like just made myself dinner and had a beer and went to bed because I'd yeah, open I the next day. Like there's kinda, literally nothing exciting about my birthday at all. I'm this year, It's kind of the
0: same these days. I don't give a shit about my birthday, my yeah. own. I like yeah, other people's birthdays, but I don't care about my own. It's just another day, right? But yeah, I always end up usually doing something because all my f- friends, or at least a few of you guys, would call. will call and say, "So what are we doing for your birthday?" Oh, I was gonna do nothing with no one because I hate you all. And That's, then you sounds like a good birthday. Yeah, it does. It sounds like the perfect birthday. But uh, then you assholes all make me do stuff, well, and then I usually end up having a good time and thanking well, like tomorrow, you at the end of the day.
2: Like tomorrow, we're all getting together for a nice socially distant backyard uh, barbecue extravaganza for for. You can social yours truly.
0: You can social distance if you want, man. I am I'm kissing people. All on the lips. Mouth. Yep. Mouth kissing everyone. Yep. Uh, I think we're in, what are we in phase four here in Michigan? Mm-hmm. So that puts oh, so yes. that puts me at a phase 10 on the James scale.
2: I got it. You just use a dental dam. Mm. Like you go to <laughs> you put up a dental dam in front of them. <laughs> oh Oh <well, well, laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about talk about the strangest um prophylactic, is that what they're called? No. Yeah. Is it a prophylactic? Yeah, I guess. It, kind of? Yeah.
0: Right? Aren't, aren't all prophylactic... Prophy- <laughs> I can't even say the fucking <laughs> word. Prophylactics are all uh, essentially like sexual protection, Yeah.
2: Right? I, yeah, I, I think I'm saying that are word,
0: we right. Yeah, you're saying the are word right. Stupid? Are we stupid? I, I don't, don't know. know. We might be stupid. Point is... What, do you, you, strength, you gotta look this
2: shit up. That before? is... <laughs> <laughs> that is the, the strangest one, I think... Has anybody ever used one? Like do you know of anybody that has ever actually used one? A dental dam? Yeah. For the for the for the for the way that it was intended to practice safe oral sex. Defending or <laughs> protecting
0: from disease or infection there you go. as a drug pre- preventative or protective. Yeah. Okay, there you go. De- but I've no, I don't think I've ever heard of a single person. Oh, uh, here's the best one. A device usually a rubber sheath <laughs> used to prevent con- conception or a venereal infection condom there you go <laughs> um no a dental dam no I, I don't even think you can buy them you can buy them but i mean where if you're, if you're really concerned about it just use a piece of saran wrap <laughs> just wrap it up like leftovers I baby prefer, you know? I, I prefer, <laughs> prefer tinfoil
2: actually it's, <laughs> it's like i'm going down on my computer it's usually all i have <laughs> uh, uh, oh whoa weird um <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to get our wires crossed. Oh, it's a <laughs> <Get> it? computer. <laughs> oh my god. Go to hell. Uh, I got nothing else though, honestly. Um, um, I just got back from vacay. Hey! How hey.
0: was it? It was good. We went uh, we went up to Rogers City.
2: Ooh, he sounds rich. <laughs>
0: he owns the whole the thing. The whole thing. Actually, uh, my wife, like most of her family, owns that place. Not really, but there's a uh, there's a uh, the oldest barber in, is it Michigan or the, I think he was actually the oldest barber in the U.S. Really, was her great grandfather Mac, and he had a place called Mac's Place. Okay, or I think it was Mac's Place or Max Barber Shop. Oh. I don't know.
2: He could if he if he made really cheesy haircuts, he could call his place Mac and Cheese. <laughs> right, so, I <Right>? suppose
0: so. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, yeah, we went up to Rounder City with. Uh, Oddly enough with my family and not hers, um got an Airbnb. It was a huge place like right on the lake with uh with a uh you know, like on the walkout basement mm-hmm. and the, the big balcony overlooking the, the shore and stuff. It was pretty rad. So
2: I actually had I was thinking about it today, I actually had half a mind to during quarantine right now, since Oh, while, you're up to a whole
0: half now? What's up? You're up to a whole half a now. A whole half wow. used to
2: be a quarter. That's what happens when you uh, have a birthday, James. You get older. Oh. You, I, I I leveled up.
0: A little older, a um, little wiser.
2: I actually had half a mind to, like, to go away for a weekend because, like, it's weird. Like, there's a certain part of the population where it seems like people are traveling more, almost like up north or whatever, because it's not anywhere crowded. They can do whatever, right? Yeah. But then you also people aren't like. There's a lot of Airbnb places that just aren't selling because people aren't traveling right now. And depending on the place, right. I actually thought it would be kind of cool to like get like a really cheap Airbnb somewhere just completely by yourself for the weekend and go up there with like no computers, like barely any phones, you know, just for emergency use or whatever, right? Just go up there and just fucking unplug for a weekend completely by yourself. Yeah. I kind of want to do it. I think I told you about that last night actually. Yeah. And I kind of want to do it. It's been on my mind since I kind of thought of it.
0: Just get a, Just get away from, get off the grid.
2: Yeah. Right? Like bring a hammock. A ooh, hammock. Oh, a hammock. A hammock. Wow. And put it between two two see, very would, sturdy trees. See, I would bring a hammock. Be uncomfortable. <laughs> just to lay on a hammock. not eat it. <laughs> um no, but like I just kinda wanna do that. Like they like bring a hammock, bring a bunch of books or whatever, and just like seriously like, relax with like a like a view of the fucking wall. Oh my god, I'm so old. <laughs> or
0: or write a book. Ooh. Can be the next uh
2: thorough. Ooh, or the yeah, next know. Stephen King. Yeah, I call myself Stefan Ring.
0: Ooh. it's got a nice ring
2: to it. <laughs> <Get> it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Know. I think I think it'd be kind of dope, though. Honestly,
0: super dope. Super dope. I did tell you though that I would find a way to. I'd tell Aaron I'm gonna be gone for the weekend. I'm not going with Mike because he's not gonna know that I'm there. But I would follow you up because I know that you wouldn't. You wouldn't tell me where you were going. I would just follow you and
2: i would pull just the best weekend long horror prank on you. I would love it. You know i would. I'd be calling you like, dude, <clears throat> there's sam squatch out here. <laughs> uh, would you
0: love it though? Cuz here's the thing. We found out last night that i would be a shitty ghost hunter. At least a solo ghost hunter. Yeah, i would be too. Um uh because I, our our buddy John told, like, he lives right here by us and me and Mike were watching a movie last night and John said, I uh forgot to leave this... He's getting uh, his house renovated right yeah, now. Yeah, he's having his house renovated. He's like, I forgot to leave this ladder out on the, the porch for one of the contractors. Can you swing by? So I swing by and there's a, a light on upstairs in the house and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So you is call that, me. Is that light supposed <laughs> to be on? So I, I call Mike, I get out my knife i get out my flashlight i'm like i just want you to be on the phone with me so just in case somebody starts murdering me you can call nine one one or
2: try and run down here something i'm Ends honored up. i'm honored that you wanted my voice to be the last thing that you heard before you died well my wife was asleep so <laughs> hey i'll take second place man there ain't no shame in silver uh, so i i go in
0: and i'm on the phone with you and i'm walking through the house and then i stopped I stopped in the middle of the kitchen, and I'm just kind of looking around, and I swear to God, I heard uh, floor bloor- floorboards creaking upstairs, and I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. So I walked through the rest of the house, I grabbed the ladder, and I got out, and then I went and I picked up Mike, and then we just sat outside the house for a few minutes <laughs> to see if there was anybody actually in the house. <laughs> but like I said, I found out that I would be a terrible solo Uh, ghost hunter because rationally if there was something making noise in the house it would be a human being right? you would think but we had just gotten done two nights in a row watching movies about ghosts Yep. and so I was like no that lights on because there's a ghost upstairs and there's a ghost coming downstairs and I'm like I can't I couldn't be on MTV fear (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't think that I could have been on that. I could not have been on that show to begin with. I um, really. It's funny. Like if you take Would've me through, you take me through like a haunted house, for example. Right. Mm. I'm the worst person in the world to go through haunted houses because I think my my natural reaction to that type of environment is to talk to the performers. <laughs> like I'll literally walk yeah, why in. Why would you do that? It's. A, I think it's a response to not get like afraid. To not. That's what I do. It's. It's like my natural response is to just make light of the situation. You need to. A- and and. But not then, not let myself get all like involved in it. Why would you, as a horror fan, why would you not want to get fully immersed in the know. experience? I don't know. It's I actually have it's funny that you say that because I have something to to add to that effect about one of the movies we watched this week mm-hmm. and about being horror fans and if we ruin it actually for ourselves. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I do in, in like a haunted house setting. I, I actively sort of ruin it because it's my natural <laughs> response to like fear, I guess. That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. But um, we'll get there, though. Okay. Speaking of, James, let's yes. get this uh, show on the road, shall oh, we? okay. Get it? Because it's a show. Yeah. Like, literally,
0: it's a show. Let's get this pussy wagon on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're watching Kill Bill, and she was just driving away in the pussy wagon. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, we um, we oh. got stuff wrong last week, so uh, we should probably uh, correct those, James. Fine.
1: Stop that! You're
2: so stupid! All right. Um, wh- one thing we got wrong was, uh, I feel real dumb about this. Yes, there were 31 days in July. We said there was only 30. Oh. <laughs> and the very next day, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> there, there are definitely 31 days in July.
0: You know, we have these right here. have We yeah. could have just picked up one of our hey, phones and you're looked. you're the
2: one that always says, don't look at your phone.
0: Right? That's in certain situations.
2: I can't. I'm not you a fucking mind reader
0: about. here, James. I No, um, I, I very specifically told you what situations you shouldn't take your phone out in.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> Platinum Dunes, I said that The Hitcher was one of their earlier movies that they did. Um, it was early, but not as early as I thought. The Hitcher was actually released after Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Oh. It was after the, the prequel is when <laughs> The Hitcher came out. Oh, was the like, one with like, Sean Bean. Yeah, it was like yeah. 2007 or something like that. Cool. So, um, it wasn't as big of a release, but it also was not as early as I thought it was. Right on. So, that is uh, that's all we got.
0: That's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, well, this week we are talking about a couple of uh documentary style horror films. They're Moc- not actually mockumentaries. Mockumentaries. See, I always a mockumentary say when, makes you sound talk... like a comedy. Yeah, yeah like mockumentary. Like when I th- when I think mockumentary, I think like um. This is Spinal Tap or are really really any of those movies. Because with mock
2: that. typically means you're making fun of something in right in, in a certain way of saying it or in one right. way of saying it. So these um, are
0: so I call these documentary style yeah. films. Yeah. Uh they are horror films, fictional, but they are shot in the style of a documentary. Yep. Yeah. I mean that's pretty self explanatory, but uh mm. so this week we're talking about uh, a movie I've been trying to get Mike to watch for many, many years. I still didn't watch it. And he still didn't watch it. <laughs> but even last night after we did, in fact, watch it, he uh, claims that he doesn't remember me ever telling him to watch it. I really don't. Which is outrageous because you, in I, all I fairness, have you so tell many me, times.
2: You tell me a lot of things that I don't do. I so know, It's so annoying. They all, they all blend together at this point.
0: Oh, I thought for sure that there was going to be something on this.
2: <gasps> There's nothing. There's nothing on there.
0: Come on. Come on. Well, bitch. here, I'll, you you want to look it up? Yeah, I'll look it up. And uh, mm-hmm. make sure there's nothing on
2: the key in nope, here. there's not.
0: All right. Well, this is, uh, I'm going to look it up, but Mike's going to talk about something for a minute. But this is Founders Unraveled IP. I will tell you why I grabbed it out of that. Okay.
2: Uh, so both these movies, um, they're not just like, they're not just documentaries in that you kind of know the beginning and you're, or, or you know the end or whatever. Like a lot of documentaries, like like Unsolved Mysteries, for example, you know sort of what it's about, right? You know the story they're gonna that they're trying to tell. Whereas both of these movies, there's layers that you pull back. Like it seems like every like fifteen minutes or so there's a new layer to pull like back. Like an onion. Like an onion. And uh so Founders <laughs> <laughs> Unraveled, onion. you know, you're unraveling a mystery. Ah.
0: Right? Very clever. Right? That's where good. that half of mine came in. There it is. All right. I've got a thing here if you oh. want. Um good, is I was, I you, was out of work. you were out of you were out of things? Okay. Uh so this is Unraveled IPA. It's a juicy IPA. We should get glasses for this, shouldn't we? Yeah, you definitely should cuz I want to I want to see that that hazy goodness. Uh ABV 6.6%, IBUs. I still don't know what IBUs are. Maybe we should know what that is considering we, you know, uh, call ourselves beer connoisseurs. We don't actually call ourselves that. I just said that just now for the first time ever. All right. So we unraveled some of our favorite American hops to get to the juicy goodness inside. Dry hopped with traditional hop pellets. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with lupulin powder, Ooh. an innovative hop product that is that separates lupulin... <laughs> From the hop flower. <laughs> Do Oopalupas make that? Oopalupalin. <laughs> Unraveled IPA is incredibly flavorful and aromatic. Wheat and oats form a smooth backdrop to carry all those wonderful hop characteristics, while the pour is beautifully clear. Oh, it's clear. It's. We'll see about that. So it's a juicy IPA, but not hazy.
2: Ooh. So what? <laughs> you, did, what did you say? You he didn't know? Brilliant meant?
0: bastards over at Founders. Um.
2: What is IBUs? I don't know what that IBU. is. IBU, yeah, uh, internal bowel unrest.
0: <laughs> See, with this, <laughs> would it, it. <laughs> I think with this, it would be internal bowel unraveling.
2: Ah, which sounds
0: like an amazing metal record, doesn't it?
2: Sounds like something there's an internal, uh, internal bowel and there's a, there's a a band, a local band, they're a grindcore band called Saprogenic. Saprogenic. I was they just have, thinking
0: about them last night as I was walking over here. Well, that's they weird have that you...
2: they have the greatest song titles ever, and that sounds like something that they would name their song.
0: It's like they put a bunch of disgusting words on a dartboard and then just throw three that's, darts.
2: That's actually exactly, uh, almost exactly it. It's like, uh, it's like,
0: it's like, um mute like mutilated like what's a good second word uh well Mutil- we- mutilated priest guts <laughs> like stuff like that what yeah um, this is very clear for a, for a juicy IPA it is it is, look, it at is. That. look at look at that would you look at
2: that would you look at that what are you looking at i'm looking up saprogenic song names <laughs> <laughs> like you got uh Let's see here. They have a they have a, a record called "The Wet Sound of Flesh on Concrete." I love that. It's a great record, so actually. Cool. Um, I saw these guys at the Wired Frog. It was my very first live show I've ever been to. It was them in <clears> the Black <throat> Dolly Murder when I was like thirteen years old. Um, my favorite here is uh, "Prolapsed Trachea Fuck Toy." <laughs> that one sounds that a good one. Foaming rectal seepage. <laughs> yep, that's 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 another great. Uh, that's a banger. That's <laughs> that is a banger. <laughs> yeah, they got some. They got some real good. Uh, Real good jams. If fen- you like, if you like fen- grindcore? Hey, fen- mindless ciclo- genius! You would love them if you've never heard them. Fencyclidine. Like fe-
0: uh, fen- fencyclidine induced neurosurgery. Rotted flesh filter. <laughs> Gross. I mean. <laughs>
2: Classic th- classic song titles. Really,
0: is this the dude that does the 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 cricket? The cricket. Trip. Okay, yep. yeah. The uh, the singer for this band is known for having a. Uh, he's got this one thing that he does with his voice that's, uh, sonically so low, that it actually comes out as like the chirping of a cricket. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird it's, and no, creepy, it, it's but it's awesome. really cool. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's if fun, you're into man. grindcore. Yeah, really I'm cool. not much, but like I'll listen to them. You they're know? fun. Yeah, it's just fun. <gasps> <laughs> like,
2: that's pretty much all it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tried to do the I try to do the cricket. I can't. It's like a really low pig squeal, almost or something. It's like it's really weird. <laughs> 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 all right, let's uh, let's cheers here, so we can get you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh
1: wow. That's good.
2: It's good. There's a weird hint of something that I'm picking up in it though. It's hops. It's not the hops. It's <laughs> it's something else. It's like fruity almost. Yeah. Did you say there was like a fruity like backbone to it? Uh, yeah, fruity backbone of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh what it's I think you're tasting the the lupulin powder. <laughs> oh. I, it's it's the humulone powder. That's it. <laughs> I know wheat, that Wheat and oats form a smooth backdrop to carry all those wonderful hop characteristics. Okay, yeah, I don't know, man.
2: It's good though. It's um, I'm not gonna sit here and say that's my favorite juicy though. Honestly, yeah, I uh, it's it's, after, it's a bit for a juicy IPA. It's a bit light, it's honestly. A, it's a bit dry for a juicy too. Yeah, it's I don't.
0: Bit, I know that sounds ridiculous just no, saying it, that, but it, it, it leaves is. a
2: dry mouthfeel. Like, I I know exactly. There's like if you drink like, M43 for example, mm. your mouth actually like salivates. You know what right? this yeah. This one doesn't make me salivate. Doesn't make me salivate. This one actually it's not has getting wet, a James. <laughs> it's just not it's not doing it. This actually has
0: sort of a pine taste to a it. Pine taste. Yeah, taste taste it again. Like a pine or a spruce. Like a nice spruce. Try it. Really let it swish around. Like really let it coat the tongue.
2: I don't taste spruce, but I do taste bruce.
0: Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay, well maybe that's what I was tasting then.
2: Yeah. He's a little fruity. Bruce. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> mm. Um
0: Well, anyway, whatever. that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed
2: feed. That was weird. That was me. Um, Just, are you, you going to take over for Staphrogenic? You try and try now. <laughs> you look like a weird bullfrog thing going on there. <laughs> um, okay, so before we get into uh, the standard news, we have Here, our own news. Here's the important news. Right? Because we were supposed to put this in the beginning and we forgot because yep. we're idiots. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, we had mentioned last week. Uh, that um, for our 200th episode that is coming up our our 200th episode and our four year anniversary fall in the exact same week to the week
0: my goodness which is crazy that is crazy
2: um, so we we're gonna try to do some some fun stuff for it and uh, we said that we were um, we we're going to swap some stuff around which if you've seen our um, schedule that I posted on our socials then you've seen what I've posted already but we changed the top 10 from what was supposed to be this week, to uh two weeks from now number 200 number 200 and we decided to do something a little more personal so you know it's about us it's uh we're gonna get we're gonna get into our our deepest fears so it's gonna be a top 10 list we're gonna tell
0: our own stories about the times that we were uh that we made love to ghosts actual ghosts yeah yeah Yeah. sorry go ahead
2: ectoplasm everywhere (laughs) um no, so we uh we're gonna do a top ten though of personal fears in movies. Yeah. So this could get pretty good. I, I see lots of stories coming out of this. Yeah, um, hopefully. So it's gonna be like a seven hour long. It's episode. gonna be
0: a very <laughs> long. Maybe we should do top five.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but in addition to that, though, being that it's our two hundred, we have a couple of things planned. We're not completely done planning it out yet, but we wanted to keep you guys in the loop. Um, we are going to do something that's kind of fun. Uh, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, we stole this idea from the uh, from Beyond the Void. Yeah, because uh, uh, they're awesome guys we, and
0: they have really good ideas. <laughs> but we told them that we were stealing it from them. We so did. It's, so I had it's a, cool.
2: I had a conversation with Alex. Um, no, so uh, for our 200th episode, uh, we want to hear from you guys. You know, We've been doing this for literally four years, and uh, we know there's like at least 10 people that listen to us every week. At the very least. At the very least, but uh, mm-hmm. we want to hear from you. So uh, what we did is uh, we actually set up a phone number that you can call, and uh, it's going to be live uh, as this episode gets posted. It will be live for two weeks uh, up until the uh, time that we record. Uh, for the 200th episode, you can call in and uh, just let it ring for a little bit or whatever. There will be a uh, like a voicemail message, basically, and then leave your message Is there that. a
0: personal, can you personalize the voicemail oh, yes. message? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes.
2: Oh, yes. We can get freaky on it, chance. Okay. But, uh, yeah, call in and uh, leave us a message. Let us know who you are. Say hi. We want to hear from you. Yeah. You know? So,
0: if you want to call that number, the number is 586-436-2269. Yes. <laughs> <All> right. aye, aye, aye. Sixty. Okay. You get
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So call that. Or whatever. I'm going to make graphics for it. So if you didn't write that number down, either rewind or just check. I'm going to check out the socials. I'm going to plaster that shit everywhere. Um, so we're doing that. We're also going to do a giveaway. Which is, which is pretty fun. We haven't done a giveaway in a long time. Nice. Uh, we'll probably have that giveaway started the week before the episode. Okay. So we'll hammer out the details of that. We'll put some goodies in there, some, some fun stuff. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And then uh, there might be one or two other things we do. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's our show. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll let you know. Might have a special guest. Yeah. Like your mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's available. Is she, is she? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love yeah, that she, you know. she she is available. <laughs> yep. Um no, but uh so yeah, so we're we're trying to do some fun stuff or whatever. Hopefully you guys will join us for that. And uh yeah. We want to hear from you too. So make uh, make good use of that phone number. <laughs> Please. Call as many times as you want. The nastier the better
0: and we'll cut together all the messages. Yep. You will watch-
2: be you will be yeah, that's the thing. You will be on air. We're going to play oh, everything yeah. on air. Yes. So.
0: Um much like there was a, another podcast who did that at one point in time, I can't remember who it was. Slipped my mind now, not entirely sure who did it
2: before. But are you making a beyond the void joke? Yeah, oh. <laughs> you're looking at me like, What? Well, we already <laughs> could be a doctor.
0: Mike wasted his half a mind earlier, so now he's it's just gone. a complete idiot. It's
2: gone. Well, we talked about it already in the beginning of it, so I'm like, What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> was there another
0: one? <laughs> dude?
2: Wow. <laughs> anyway, um, wow. so that's that. So, uh, been the out for all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, let's get into some more exciting news, shall we? Okay. Uh, two people died this week. <laughs>
0: I I assumed that nobody died because you said that? Oh, but I know who one (laughs) of them is. Yeah, one of them is Biggie.
2: Um, So, first off, though, rest in peace to director Alan Parker. Alan Parker was uh, 76 years old. Uh, He passed away. Um, They didn't say what his specific ailment was, just that he was battling an illness for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, He passed away. Um, If you don't know him by name, you probably know one of his works for sure. Uh, He was the director of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Probably one of the most famous... like extended music video movies, you know, or movies in relation to music ever made. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen the have you ever seen the Wall? Um yes. It's gnarly. Yeah. It, it, it's like an acid trip. It's fucking crazy. Uh he also did a movie called Mississippi Burning, which is very popular. Uh he directed Al Pacino in the great <clears throat> genre flick, Dark Angel. I don't mm. know if you've seen that. Mm-hmm. However, he directed one of my favorite dramas of all time. Evita? No, mm. it's not Evita. <laughs> he did do Evita, though. Uh, the Life of David Gale. Oh, yeah. That was uh, the Life of David Gale with uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, Kate Winslet, and Laura Linney, I believe it was. Um, yeah. yeah. That was like one of the first dramas that I watched and like loved. That really got me into loving dramas. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've have you ever seen it before.
0: Um yes. It's long, Kevin, long, Spacey's, long time Kevin
2: Spacey is in prison and he's telling his story, but there's like a bigger sort of like payoff at the end of his story or whatever, and kinda there's a whole twisty twist and it's fantastic. Yeah, the old twisty twist. The old twisty twist. Uh Kevin Spacey kind of a weirdo now. Um back then though. <laughs> back
0: probably then, probably still a weirdo, Spacey.
2: but we didn't know about it. <laughs> well, exactly. But um I still love that movie though. It's fantastic. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. But uh rest in peace, uh Alan Parker. And then next up. Oh, no. Next up sucks. Uh, Rest in peace, Wilfred Brimley. If you're wondering why we didn't mention this last week, because we normally record on Fridays, we recorded on Thursday of last week, and he died on Friday. Friday, So we normally would have been on on the previous episode, but uh, we didn't forget about you, Wilfred. Uh, 85 years old. Apparently he died of some sort of a kidney illness. Um, Well. I'm not going to lie to you. When I first saw that he passed away, you thought? I think everybody did. Like if he if he passed away from diabetes, <laughs> come on, Duh. there there would have Listen, I, I mean, no Duh. disrespect by Duh. this diabetes. I mean, no disrespect by this. No, but there would actually, have been something very poetic about it. <laughs> it's actually no
0: nothing disrespectful about it. it. It's 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 with all of the respect that you say that. I mean, first of all, uh, he, he is he is an icon just in the film world. Sure, I mean he's in. Part. Ewok's Battle for Endor. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> He's in my personal, like, I'd, I'd say The Thing is in my top three yeah. horror films. He's in that. Uh, yep, absolutely. Amazing. The movie Cocoon was Doctor, so damn good. Dr.
2: Blair and The Thing. Yep, Cocoon and Cocoon 2. Use them both.
0: Right. Um, I uh, used you, to watch his, that. What was that show? His that very
2: had? first movie, his very first credit, was an uncredited role in John Wayne's True Grit. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Pretty crazy. That's a that's a hell of a way to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he also was the Quaker Oats spokesman. I think he actually had more fame, uh, or, or just not more, but just as much fame for his um, for his his uh, his work as being a spokesman. Honestly, for like Quaker Oats, Liberty Mutual, for you know, he was the spokesman for diabetes. Diabetes. You know, what I'm saying? like.
0: <laughs> Aaron and I were listening to uh, on our on our way back from Rogers City, uh, this local um podcast it used to be a radio show now it's a podcast and they played a thing that was it was cut together all these different commercials of people talking about diabetes mm-hmm. and wilford brimley is the only person who pronounced it that way so you'd have like it was a super cut of all these people going Diabetes, diabetes, diabetes,
2: <laughs> diabetes,
0: diabetes, diabetes. <laughs> it was so funny!
2: I'll see if I can find it. That that man made diabetes his bitch and milked it. <laughs> like not many people, not many people can do that. Uh, yeah. Like seriously, like he, good for him. I love Wilford Brimley. Yeah. He was he was one of those dudes that like he just kind of put a smile on your face like, whenever you so... saw him. Like he was just.
0: He was so grandfatherly, you know. Like you just saw him, and you're yeah. like, man, I just want to like sit down and. He he actually reminded me a lot, a lot, a lot of my mom's dad, my uh, uh my grandfather on mm-hmm. her side. Yep. He taught me how to whistle. Every every uh except for not like that because you whistle I inward. I do. I, I like I a, a weirdo. Inward. Yeah, I know. Do you ever <laughs> whistle outward? That was. That was out. That, that was out? That was out. Oh, it's still looked in. I can
2: do both. I can like, I can breathe whistle, basically. Breathe whistle. <laughs> B- breathe whistle. Breathe <laughs>
0: <laughs> But Wilfred Brimley reminded me so much of him. So I was, I was always like, I used to watch that show, Our, Our House, too, mm-hmm. when I was younger. I was just like, man, it's like my grandpa's still here. <laughs> it's weird. I but, think, uh,
2: I think now that the, um now that Wilfred has passed away, there's only one man that can take up the role.
0: Diabetes. Of who? Of, of whatever. Of, of Mr. Diabetes. Richard
2: Reilly. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's, like, he's like America's grandfather now. Yeah. Yeah, he's still got it. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if there's ever a Wilford Brimley biopic, Richard Reilly would play him in his, in his later years, hands down.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. He looks a lot good. like him. Who would play him in his earlier years, though?
2: Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> that's who.
0: Actually, he could probably pull. He it probably off, could actually. Right? Yeah, I
2: don't even know why I tried to make fun of his last name. I like Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: <laughs> Just, Just and, felt like I'm, being a complete I'm, asshole. For no later. reason for that.
2: <laughs> uh, okay, let's uh, let's get into some news here. Uh, I'm gonna try to we'll try to get done with this news in a timely fashion here. Uh, more casting news no, from, from the won't. upcoming Scream film. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to David Arquette returning, it was announced that Courtney Cox will also return as Gale Weathers for the fifth installment. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected that to happen. Um, of all, of the two characters that I feel are going to be in every Scream movie, it's going to be those two. Yeah. You know, uh, whether or not, uh, I was going to say Liv Tyler, um, not Liv Tyler. Uh, <laughs> Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell, yeah. yeah. Whether or not she comes back, I know that she was in talks, but there still hasn't been any uh, word on that.
0: It is kind of funny that those two have become They're, sort of the mainstay. It's like, funny,
2: it, for as much as Nev Campbell is the face of that franchise, I feel yeah. like well, David the, Arquette... the
0: face of the franchise is Ghostface. face.
2: Well, fine. <laughs> Uh, in terms of not masked killers, you know, uh, Nev Campbell, though, is the face of the franchise. Yeah. However, I do believe that it is Courtney Cox and David Arquette, though, that carry the flag for it. Yeah. You know, like they're yeah. the staples. Yeah. Um, they're like Screech and Saved by the Bell. He was in the old one and the new one. Yep. Holding the flag down.
0: <laughs> um, I was supposed to see Dustin Diamond do stand-up one time.
2: Yeah, he's in jail, so. He's in jail? Yeah, he stabbed somebody. <laughs> All right, man. He stabbed somebody on like Christmas Eve. And then like, this was a couple years ago. I don't know if he's still in jail. He's probably not. But um, it was, was in, it, me, it self was, defense? No, I don't think so. He, oh sta- he stabbed God. a guy with a, screw, with a
0: screwdriver or something like that. I don't no, know. No, dude, you're talking about the singer from Mess.
2: No, 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 no. Dustin Diamond 100% stabbed a guy, though, <laughs> on a Christmas Eve in between making pornos, because that's what he does now. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That guy's a fucking loon. <laughs> Screech has so much
0: street cred now, making <laughs> pornos and stabbing dudes. He's. I'm pretty sure he has his own line of sex toys too. Oh, I think.
2: Wow. I think that this will most definitely be probably a correction Whoa. next week. But for the next week, just live with that in your mind. Well, that, that guy Screech has sex toys. That guy deserves his propers, then. So just <laughs> give him to him. All right. Um, looks like we are getting uh, a remake of another Stephen King adaptation. Oh. Uh, this time in the form of Firestarter. Oh.
1: I'm the original.
2: The original Firestarter released in 1984, uh, starring a young Drew Barrymore. Mm. Um, so I always thought that there were two Firestarter movies. It's technically not true. The other uh the Firestarter two, The Reckoning, which came out in I think two thousand. <clears throat> yeah. That was actually a made for TV miniseries. Oh. I, th- I thought it was... A- so, it is it is a movie, technically, I guess. Same way that It, the original It was a movie. Sure, but, sure. Uh, movie. Movie. But, um, but yeah. Anyway, though, uh, so we're getting a new one from Blumhouse. They are producing it. And it's going to be written by Scott Teams, who is co-writer on the upcoming Halloween Kills. Mm, okay. So, that bodes well. Sure. Pretty pretty cool. I, uh, I've i never seen the original Firestarter. And I keep mentioning to you that it would be a good uh, double feature for an episode.
0: It'd be a good double feature to get Johnny Boy in here for another Hot Ones episode. Mm. So we just need to find That'll another fire episode. And then I know that you've said that you will never eat the bomb again. I mean, I would do it for this. But you would do it for that. It for
2: yeah. Uh, let's see here. Speaking of reboots and reimaginings, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, the mastermind behind such uh, masterpieces such as the Resident Evil franchise, sure. Mortal Kombat, sure. event, actually, Event Horizon, is a masterpiece in my opinion. But Event Horizon, Sha. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, is teaming with Miramax to bring Guillermo del Toro's Mimic to the small screen. Ooh. They're going to turn the fucking Monster Cockroach movie into a TV series, and I think that he is the most perfect guy to do it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to it. I hope that it stars his hot wife. and. Who's his hot wife? Mila Jovovich.
0: Oh. Um, sure.
2: Oh. Oh, Yeah. I don't yeah, think he, I knew he that. He met her on Resident Evil and wiped her up. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> Why wouldn't you?
0: As as one does. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh let's see. You're also returning to the small screen. It was announced this week that Comedy Central, now, this isn't so much horror news, but it is it is stuff that every horror fan I think watched. At least of our age group. Um returning to the small screen, it was announced this week that Comedy Central is going hard in the paint. My words, not theirs. Uh, with their upcoming adult animation block, with not only Beavis and ButtHead returning, yes, but Ren and Stimpy. Oh yeah, dude, we're gonna have adult animation blocks of back to back Beavis and ButtHead and Ren and Stimpy. That's and I am so on board for this new episodes. Yeah, both. Like
0: Mike Judge is coming yes. back to do but. Uh... And also um whoever
2: well, the guy that did Ren and Stimpy, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you remember they like brought that? Ren and Stimpy back for a very short run on MTV, Maybe right? five years ago, six years ago, something like that. No, it,
0: dude. It was, it was like fifteen years no,
2: ago. No, 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 no. This is the one where like they were overtly like it was like overtly homoerotic and like Yeah, it was, it
0: was like fifteen years ago. No. We'll look it up, but I swear it's I, I know was that, that we're getting old and and time is flying by. I swear to God, it was fifteen years ago. Totally
2: okay. Well, this will be we'll check it. We'll check it out. We'll check it out then, though. But, uh, <laughs> wow, if it was, then fuck me. But uh, I'm just I you know, will. I'm be yeah beyond <laughs> excited to get more of both of those because I was a huge huge fan of both. Yeah, of those. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, couldn't be more happy about that. Hi. Um, hi. Let's see here. Uh, fans of the Cursed Films series on Shutter, which is uh, that's me right here. Hi. Um Hi. we'll be happy to know, which I am, that the series has been greenlit for a second season. I'm very excited about that. Oh, that's the one where they talk about uh the supposedly cursed, yeah, like the cursed stories films. of yeah. cursings on, yep. Yeah. It's um the first season, if you have not watched it, it's on Shutter. It's only five bucks. Get it, guys. We don't get paid for that. But it's <laughs> one of the greatest docuseries, I think a uh, uh like horror-themed docuseries that's yeah. ever been made. It's yeah. fascinating and I love it. Um, So that's coming back for a second season, which they are in production as we speak. So that's all good things. Speaking of good things, James. Yes? Your mom's coming to visit.
0: (laughs) She is. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. I just saw her a couple days ago, but uh, I'll see her tomorrow also.
2: How's she she doing?
0: Good. And you know what she loves? (laughs) Blu-rays. Segway. My mom my mom has no idea what a Blu-ray is. <laughs> All right. Magnet releasing has set an October 20th release date Jam for... Jam the
2: antennas out. <laughs> Go adjust it on the roof.
0: Oh, uh, my God. If that wasn't so accurate, I would have some sort of clap back, but I don't. All right. Um, uh, magnet releasing has set an October 20th release date for Amulet, which will be available on DVD and VOD platforms. If you want to catch an earlier viewing, however, mm-hmm. Amulet do. is currently available for on-demand streaming. Oh, yeah?
2: <coughs> Does it cost money? Yep. I'm, no, I'm, longer, I'm to, no
0: longer interested. Speaking of costing money, did you see how much Disney Plus is charging for Mulan? No. $30. For digital. For a rental.
2: Yeah. Well, well, not to own it. Oh, oh. Not to own it. Well, okay. Well, here's the thing. Well, it, well To rent it. But that's but that has not been released though. This is like their only release, which thirty dollars is still insanely is, is insanely that's expensive. Steep, man. That being said, that being and this is I'm not trying to back them, but being devil's advocate here, you're gonna take you probably you're not gonna go by yourself to see that movie. Most people aren't, right? Yeah, thirty bucks especially after the cost of like maybe popcorn or whatever, is actually probably less than what you would spend at a theater that, taking somebody to see it. That is a fair point. That being Cause, said... Because
0: you, if you go, I mean, you know, like if I was going to go, yeah. I'd, I'd go with me, my they're, wife, my two kids. They're charging
2: that much to make up for the lack of, of that. That being said, though... And I'm, it was
0: probably a very expensive film to make, I guess. I'm get sure.
2: It, I'm paying that money, though, to get the theater experience. Yeah. I'm not getting that at home. Exactly. Unless you have a theater setup, which most people don't. So that's bullshit. I mean, I do, but... I could see, like, the 1999 <sighs> price point, I thought, was perfect for first-run movies. Yeah. That's fine. I think you'll get, more, you'll get people to do that, I think, for yeah. sure. Uh, 30 bucks though, fuck off, Disney. Yeah, that's You crazy. have enough money. Yeah. How
0: much money are you sitting on? Yeah. You have enough. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, you were saying?
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's a big one. Ooh. Get out your change purse, Michael. Ooh. Because we've learned that both the Evil... <laughs> no, not that one. Not oh, that one. Oh, oh, not that one. Oh, oh, not that sorry. one. That's your coin purse. <laughs> um, <laughs> The Evil Dead and Evil Dead Dose. Dose will be released together in a 4K Ultra HD Damn. pack this September. And it will be yeah, yeah, yeah. encapsulated and proudly displayed above Mike's bed in stunning steelbook. Packaging,
2: yeah, I, it won't be displayed above my bed, but I will likely buy it, <laughs> of course. I mean, it's evil, it's evil dead. Uh, yeah. I mean, on, I, I, I own pr- approximately 40 copies between the three different movies. I own pro- approximately 40 copies.
0: I thought it was 32,
2: well, whatever it was, it's a lot. Um, so and I and I don't have them all yet. I've actually slowed down a lot on buying them just because I'm like, it's like I'll, I'll come across stuff, I'm like, Five bucks is too much to spend. I already own it 32 times. <laughs> wow.
0: I thought uh thought you were a true fan. Guess <gasps> I was wrong about you. Oh guess I was wrong. Oh, it hurts. Uh anyway, coming November 3rd from that's none of this is right. <laughs> coming November 3rd, I'm assuming what I meant to say was Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, and it looks more like Song Pictol's infra lemon, Okay. <laughs> I rely too much on I relied too much on autocorrect on mm. on the old iPhone, you know. Coming November third from Song Him and Interlayment <laughs> is Resident Evil 4K Ultra HD Collection, which will include all six flu- uh, all six films. <laughs> <phlooms.
2: laughs> You're on a on a roll tonight, James. I
0: really am. This is going swimmingly. Uh, all six films, including the extended cut of <laughs> Resident. Did I say it again? Uh, in, including the extended cut of Resident Evil Apocalypse, which uh, apparently was only released in Germany. Interesting. Uh, along with the six film collection, which of course includes Resident Evil, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Resident Evil Extinction, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution, and Resident Evil The Final Chapter, the collection will include hours upon hours of content, bonus content, in fact, across all six films. Blu ray or 4K? That is 4K Ultra okay. HD.
2: I guess we we're. I guess if you're into that, they already they put out a so Blu-ray set uh, so a while back that I have. That. that there's no reason to up- upgrade. So.
0: Oh really? Yeah. You have all the.
2: Uh... I have all. Of them. Yeah, I have the the, the, the last. Yeah, movies. but do you
0: have all the hours and hours of bonus footage?
2: <laughs> do I need hours and hours of bonus footage? Yes. <laughs> there's enough on that. Trust me. Yes.
0: All right. Uh, let's see here, Mike. I, you didn't put your coin purse away yet, did you?
2: Oh, I can get it back out. Okay.
0: Whip it out because I have yet another opportunity. <laughs> okay. got sc- it out. Cute little pink po- coin purse. Uh, I have another opportunity for you to bring home yet another classic film, Immortalized and in Stunning. <laughs> Ooh, you need a spatula or something? I, I do. <laughs> stunning steelbook packaging. This time it comes in the shape of the shape. John Carpenter's oh. Halloween will be available on September 29th in its tinny rounded corner. Mm. Bare bones goodness.
2: I, um, I have a confession to make. What? Uh, every once in a great while, there's an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. And I actually really like that steelbook. Um, not the, not, not, not the case itself, but the art the is art, actually yeah. really, really awesome. Cool. It's pretty banger. Um, it's because it's, I like it, it, I, I like art that is very simplistic and has mm. a lot of dead space, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like you'll have like a design or whatever, but it'll be like kind of like a splash of color then like the whole rest of the canvas is white, Yeah. yet the whole thing makes up like this composition sort of. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what that cover is like, <clears throat> and I like it a lot. I'm not going to buy it, don't get me wrong. Yes, but you are. I will, I will give it a pass this time. <laughs>
0: All right. So what are you doing? You can put the coin purse away
2: they're in my pants but they're out of my, my they're out of my boxes <laughs> oh
0: wow how does that happen <laughs> it's taking too long for you to readjust here it's getting uncomfortable uh that uh that particular release is a best buy exclusive and is currently available for pre-order so get it up nice if you're into that sort of thing all right finally jeff barnaby's zombie horror film blood quantum which had a surprise shutter release will be available on Blu-ray, DVD, VOD, and digital on Tuesday, September first.
2: I never saw that. I heard good think so yeah, same
0: same
2: these same these. All right, Is that it. Yeah, that's it. You done? I'm done. Finally, okay. um, the upcoming seventh entry in the Tremor series, <laughs> uh, Tremors Island Fury, has gotten a rating and a name change boasting a pg-13 rating which i'm pretty sure the last two were also pg-13 so that that is expected uh the film though is now called tremor's shrieker island (laughs) which is way worse if you ask me tremor's island fury sounded like a theme park ride and i loved it it's it's way worse but kind of way better
0: at the same time (sighs) because it's shittier well because it's tremors you know yeah true and like with with tremors past the first movie kind of what you're looking for is the camp right
2: yeah, that's true. So, well, another th- another thing that, that the title does uh, reveal, though, is that the uh, the tremors species, if you will, that they're dealing with, are going to be the shriekers, which mm. were, uh, I believe, in two, the little mouser, like the mouser looking, yeah, uh, tremors, I yeah. believe. Uh, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Those are going to be making a comeback to the series. Is which that is exciting?
0: What you this would be a perfect crossover with. The Princess Bride. Because they're on an island, they're already dealing with shriekers. They could involve what if the screaming size. No, what if the screaming eels from Princess Bride were actually an aquatic version of
2: I Graboids. I like where your head's at. You know? I, yeah.
0: Not totally inconceivable. <laughs>
2: Found it, <laughs> found it. <laughs> that was good, James. That was good. All right, um, my last bit of news here. Uh, this is this is actually exciting, and I'm super pumped for it. Uh, the Fantasia Film Festival, which is uh, one of the largest film genre festivals in North America, uh, is doing their. Um, they're having the festival August 20th through September 2nd. It's going to be a digital affair, a virtual affair, as most things are these days. Um, but uh, there's a whole slew of absolutely amazing programming. Um, and uh, one of the really cool things that they're going to be doing this year is that they are going to be honoring John Carpenter with a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Which is fantastic, because he should be getting all of the Lifetime Achievement Awards. True. Like, if you got one, give it to him.
0: Yeah. Send well, it that, to that's him. That's all I'm saying. He'll probably throw it in the trash and continue playing video games. But at least well, he gave it to him.
2: Yeah, no, know. he'll he'll stack them up on top of his like Xbox or his, his PS5 or whatever you know.
0: He'll, if his if his screen is slightly <laughs> slightly crooked, he'll use a couple of them to prop up Robin one up. side of the screen <laughs> so that it's straight.
2: That's exactly it. Um, so in addition to him getting the uh, the lifetime achievement award, he will also be giving a masterclass where he will like pretty much be going from his beginnings all the way up to him playing music now, talking about his entire career, cool. the whole deal. And the best part about this is that usually, if you weren't in attendance, you'd miss out, right? But it's digital, so everybody has access to it. And to make it even better, it's completely free. Really? 100% free. Wow. The Masterclass will be on Saturday, August 22nd. Uh-huh. Um, the, like I said, the, uh, the Fantasia Fest itself runs from August uh, 20th through september 2nd so it's a full almost two weeks yeah, of yeah. programming um go to fantasiafestival.com for the entire lineup but there's a lot of really 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 cool stuff there's a um there's another uh another thing they're doing that i can't think of right now um <laughs> <laughs> cool man it was really really awesome that i wanted <laughs> to check out and I, it's it's drawn me a blank go to fantasiafest.com uh, festival.com and uh you can go through everything all the movies are listed um the new trauma movie shakespeare shitstorm is premiering i'm pretty sure for free
0: shakespeare shitstorm it's that's where lloyd awesome. kaufman
2: plays a woman it's fantastic oh, okay. very <laughs> um, beautiful one at that yeah very topical <laughs> um i'm sure i'm sure it's it's going to be trauma's best at whatever um but complete, i'm excited for completely it.
0: completely inappropriate of, and of course completely amazing of course
2: so uh anyway check that out and that's your news all
0: right uh well, we're gonna take a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of beer, James. well we're gonna take a little break so that Mike can solve the mystery of the disappeared beer. Ooh, Ooh see what I did there? He also has to <laughs> <laughs> figure out how to get his balls back into his boxer briefs without me seeing them again.
2: <laughs> Emphasis on again.
0: <laughs> Emphasis on again for the third time tonight. Two of them were off air. So what's going on here, right?
2: I mean, I only have two of them. <laughs> what what the ones are we talking about? Well,
0: not everybody's so lucky, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Inside jokes.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Yep. And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about a Did couple Did we even
2: of... talk about the two movies we were talking about? Yeah, I sent them during the the. the oh, beer. I, got, I got to get the beer. That's why. Hey, okay. man. Okay, we're good. Hey,
0: I do my job. Hey. I do it poorly, but I do it. Hey, 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 hey. So we'll be back. Throughout this, we will see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description.
2: All right. So I mean this with, with all due respect to, to anybody that could be involved. You're about to say something dickish. A, no, not at all. I, I think that it would be slightly exciting to be a part of a mystery and to try to figure out, like, somebody's either, not necessarily, I guess, maybe their disappearance or, or like, unravel a mystery. In, in something like we've watched in these two movies. Uh-huh. There's something that is slightly exciting about it. Is that, does that make me weird? Uh, Am I weird guys? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> there are, There are people who... I there, love a good mystery, that's all. There are people who think the exact same way as you, mm-hmm. and that's why they get jobs where the thing that you do is unravel mysteries.
2: <gasps> oh, my God. Do they, like, detect stuff? Yeah. What are they called? I don't know. I'll <laughs> have to look it up. <laughs> I don't know. I just I I, I feel like if um if, if if you for example, if you went missing, me, right? Yeah. And uh like like there was nothing like no one knew where you went, but there was like one random letter that was like taped behind your refrigerator that we found. And it was like had like weird scribbles on it and like maybe like a poem that didn't make any sense. Uh-huh. Like roses are red violets are blue i'm in mexico come find me <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean <laughs> what does it mean um no like i just feel like i feel like i'd be the kind of person to be like there is more to this and i need to unravel this This well, episode is brought to you by unraveled beer can, can right? i right can that was I, good that was good <laughs> can
0: i point something out real quick sure you you have a mystery uh-huh mm-hmm. Sitting right behind me.
2: I never said I would be good at it. And you gave up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
0: give up on it. You gave up on it. You're trying to call in you're trying Bro. to call in the Maverick over here. Oh. What am I, goose? <laughs> yeah, <you> basically, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Trying to call in the ace. <sighs> trying to call in call in the uh the ringer
2: point is I love a good mystery and I love um, I love watching a, a good mystery kind of uh, you know unfold un- unfold unfurl uh, and both of these both these movies were very good at doing just that yeah um, I I don't know which movie I would actually I do know which movie that I would say I like better and it's going to be the first one that we talk about uh, Lake Mungo is going to be the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I had always heard about this movie. I, this movie had always been described to me as one of the scariest movies that people had ever seen, on like a s- psychological level. Yeah, and it was always it was always held with such high regard for those that had seen it, even though this is not v- a very well known movie. Mm-hmm. You know, in certain circles, obviously, like it is, but like outside of those circles, it's pretty obscure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I would go as far as to say that it is the scariest movie or that it was too I don't know that I would hold it as high as I've heard people hold it. Yeah. That's just that's just my opinion. You know, it was a really good mystery. The story was engaging and we'll get, definitely, we'll get into there's it.
0: There's definitely a few parts where like you get a good
2: a, a good chill. There is, but by and large the movie um the movie is very monotone if that makes sense like there's really no even even the highs and the lows are very like close together on the scale yeah. if that makes sense you know but there's not a lot of dynamic to the movie which is a it, it's part of its charm yes but it kind of takes away as well because yeah. the whole movie just kind of runs at the same speed yeah. you know um it feels very much like uh an episode of unsolved mysteries it is a it is an hour and what 40 minutes whatever it is episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. It's literally exactly what it, it looks like. It like Which? I think they used the same exact like cameras to film this movie <laughs> as they did the 90s Unsolved Mysteries show because yeah. it looks identical.
0: Which, if you think about it, um, that might be why it was so effective because Unsolved Mysteries, for as, as good as that was, also moved at sort of that snail's pace.
2: But they were only 20-minute Sequences were they only half hour episodes? Well, the episodes were half an hour. Oh, I guess, but tw- there were tw- yeah, there was like two
0: episodes per
2: yeah. That's or, true. Or two mysteries per episode.
0: <clears throat> but uh, but they still never like when you when there was like a, a revelation, it was still it was still sort of uh, it was more chilling because they just treated it as like
2: well, and because of Robert Stack. Quite well, frankly, Robert like, Stack's he voice did was add a haunting. lot to that show. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted him to interject into this movie. I was literally waiting for his voice to come on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it would have been fantastic. Yeah. I always wasn't seen from the scene of the crime. Blah, blah, blah. I can't do it. Yeah.
0: This was, this was really well done as far as, as, as that goes. Like you could probably show this movie to somebody who knows nothing about it and tell Mm -hmm. them like, Oh man, you have to see this documentary. It's It's crazy. And I will say, and it would be convincingly, it would be convincingly Like it would convince it. It would, be, you'd be able to convince somebody that it was a real documentary. Yeah.
2: The, the actors were incredible. Mm. Like there was a, um, it's weird how like usually when you see, when you see these types of, uh, like these mock documentary movies, or, uh, I don't want to call it a mockumentary. We were talking before that it, it makes it sound like almost like it's making fun of it, which it's not. Yeah. Um, a faux documentary, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, usually you get like the people that are, that are acting as like the family members or the people involved or whatever. It's like they're natural to a certain point, but then it also seems put on because they're acting. Like it, <clears> it, it's really, really difficult to capture. I think, like the, um, it's it's easy, easy in quotes, uh-huh. for an actor to play like a grieving widow, for example, right? Like you can act that, you know how you're supposed to do it, but trying to like act as somebody who's grieving normal people, if they're on camera, they don't want to break down and cry. Right. They don't want to do this and that. They're constantly fighting it. And there's this weird like line that they dance around right. that happens in real life. Because if you're on TV talking about something, you don't want to just be a bumbling mess. You're trying to fight it back. and we're... That's what they do so well in this movie. Like Every yeah. character, they feel so legitimately real. Yeah, And that is where this movie shines, in my opinion. Yeah. It's the acting.
0: Yeah, like it, it, you can... <clears throat> like the sadness of the family definitely comes through in their performances but at the same time they've had uh, you know a couple of years they're a couple of years removed from mm-hmm. all these incidents and and stuff and so they've gone through the grieving process. So it's like if you're talking to somebody about their loved one being lost and you can talk talk to them and that you can see the sadness on their face but you can also see that they've they've moved on. It's like these people uh, these actors in this in this movie captured that really well. There's a scene like where the who um, have, people who have been able to kind of come to terms with what what has happened.
2: Yeah, there's a scene where the mom is actually reading um, a passage from her daughter's journal, and she's like sort of like trembling while she's reading it. Yeah, and it's so realistic, yeah. like it is. it's it's like bone chillingly realistic like Mm -hmm. you look like it it literally feels like this woman had lost her real daughter in real life maybe she did maybe that's (laughs) you know maybe she went through something personally and she was channeling that who knows but um but it's crazy and also what's crazy is that the director of this movie joel anderson has literally done nothing else really he has like one short film to his credit on imdb and that is it wow nothing else before it nothing else since which uh, makes it, like, any more pro- mysterious. Any
0: production credits or anything nothing. like that? Nothing. Literally
2: really? nothing. Wow. And it makes it even more mysterious how this guy just came out of nowhere, made this film that was a part of the After Dark um, film series, or Horror After Dark, whatever it was called, and then just disappeared. Has yeah. And done nothing else. It's it's bizarre. It's really, really bizarre. That is um, really wild. Anyway, like I said, directed by Joel Anderson, uh, this movie is from 2008. Uh, the synopsis here, if you've not seen it, which chances are most people haven't, um, I'll say this right now though: stop this, go watch it, and then come back. Yeah. Because we're going to give the spoilers away, and this uh, this is a movie that you need to kind of experience.
0: What did we we watched this one on um, wasn't Shari- uh, Tubi. Oh, Tubi. We watched yeah, it on yeah. Tubi. Which yep. uh, if you don't know what Tubi is, it's T U B I. It's a free streaming service. You have to watch ads every once in a while. But built in
2: beer break. Built in beer break. Digital exactly. laserdisc, my friend.
0: Yeah. So uh <laughs> so yeah, go check this movie out, download the Tubi app. And uh and if anybody from Tubi is listening, just you know, throw a few bucks our way. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. Maybe um, maybe a
2: case of beer, whatever. Into it. Mm-hmm. All right. Strange things start happening after a girl is found drowned in a lake. There's your synopsis doesn't give anything away. It just kind of sets the stage, and that is it. Not bad. Um, so uh, you have the Palmer family, uh, June, who is the mother, uh, Russell, the father, Matthew, the son, and then Alice plays the deceased, or is rather the deceased daughter. Yeah. The only other character that I'm going to really uh, point out here is a guy named Steve Jordell, who plays Ray. Uh, Ray is a psychic that comes into the story that tries to help the family through uh, what's going on? Them trying to figure out what's going on in their house and their lives, you know, the whole deal. Yeah. Um, and that's that's pretty much your the breakdown of your your characters there. Um. Essentially, what happens without getting into the details because I don't want to just spend time harping through the story itself. Uh, you have a family who uh, comes. They're at a they're at a, a a dam a dam watering hole, if you will. A dam a dam watering hole. <laughs> and um, they're swimming, and uh, the daughter doesn't come out of the lake. Yeah. She just, she just disappears. Yeah. Everybody is there. Her, all of her stuff is shore. She disappears. They can't find her body. Um, it isn't until, uh, days later that they end up finding her body. Um, the dad goes and IDs it. The rest of the family weren't there for the ID. Uh, the dad is. And, um, so they're grieving, and then the son and people in the house start f- hearing weird things. The dad actually thinks that he sees a ghost of the daughter, and the mom and the son find him. Mm-hmm. So the son decides to set up video cameras in the house, and he ends up catching pictures, basically, of a ghost mm-hmm. that looks exactly like his sister. Yeah. Um, so then, th- that's basically, the movie is that, trying to figure out what is going on in their house, trying to figure mm-hmm. out um what happened to their daughter because they don't know what happened to her. That's There's a lot of unraveling things that happen along the way, you know, <sighs>
0: unraveling, unraveling IPA. I'm I'm going to um, I'm going
2: to I'm going to keep doing that in all these episodes to, to That's what they did
0: uh so well in this movie too was um it never it never takes it to a level that's completely improbable or completely unbelievable no except, not at all except for maybe one thing at the end but the the one thing at the end is done so well I and so theories. tastefully that it's like it, it's it's more chilling than it yep. is unbelievable i, you have, know what theories, I, mean? I have theories though have um but yeah like they it's it's this movie's kind of a <clears throat> kind of a slow burn
2: i'd say it like i said it moves at one pace mm. right it's it's a pretty monochromatic but movie it, in terms of tone
0: but it gives you enough like it peppers it peppers the the creepiness and just just enough to where you're constantly sort of getting the chills from it you know what I mean yeah
2: it's, like, it's like once it once it brings you down and you think it's it's about to maybe get boring something happens to so it kind of brings you back up you right. know? It's it's very good at, at that for right. sure
0: yeah they'll like they'll kind of they'll kind of curve off of one thing that was sort of creepy and then they'll be like and it was the last we heard of it until the night of April 29th.
2: Oh, I guess it, <laughs> it makes sense to say that this is an Australian movie. Australian,
0: Australian. Yeah. And that was also a terrible no, Australian you're, accent. No, your
2: Aussie accent's good. No, it's not. Yes, it
0: is. You know who has the best Aussie accent? You, when you're trying to do an Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you try to do an Irish accent, you slip into Aussie for some <laughs> reason.
2: <laughs> we were just going out trying to find... We're not trying to find a daughter. We don't know what happened to her. Maybe she was killed by a dingo. <laughs> That's, uh, That's terrible, right? Uh, yeah, whatever. That's pretty bad. We're um, both bad at it. So here's the so here's the thing. Um, the daughter she disappears, and the family doesn't know what happened to her. Um, they come to how do they? How did the the trip to Lake Mungo come into play? That was toward the end of the film.
0: Yeah, um, because she prior to her death, um, she had already been acting kind of strange. Like, they started to find out uh, after her death, like, they started to find out little secrets about her that were, you know, she had some dark secrets that nobody really suspected. Nobody mm-hmm. even expected that a girl like her would yeah. be involved in certain things. She
2: was, like, your all-American, but the Australian version daughter. <laughs> right. Like, like she was just a, a just good... Just a very, like, a innocent, good. like, yeah.
0: good, you know, just a 16-year-old, just... Yeah. Just typical kind of good girl, or so they thought. Mm -hmm. And uh, they find out that she had some weird stuff going on. And then uh, they finally start talking about this trip that she took prior to her death to Lake Mungo with her friends, which was... It looks to me like, was the area that they were in, it was Lake Mungo, so
2: Lake Mungo was actually a dried up lake. That's kind of the impression that I'm getting, yes. Yeah,
0: and it was a school trip, even though they, they appeared to be partying. Yeah, so they, I was a little so bit confused were, about that. It was at night, the,
2: and they're running around like this dried the, up lake in Australia, where literally everything can kill you. I think they were the riffraff. Mm.
0: They were running around having a few beverages, and uh, she... so. What this movie does, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to what I'm about to say. Uh, but what this movie does so awesomely is intertwining little bits of information from different accounts of of other people, like, uh, you're like, like um, layers of an onion. Yeah, like lay <laughs> peeling back layers of an, o- like you think that you've kind of come to a, a a stopping point, and then you go. And then they go, well, there was this trip to Lake Mungo, and then one of her friends said that she had uh, taken some footage that night on her cell phone. And this was back in, what was this, 2000? like a flip phone. Yeah, it was like a flip phone. So it's just shitty, grainy footage out in the middle of the desert. I remember the days. (laughs) (laughs) Out in the middle of the desert at night, so it's like really shitty footage, so... She caught like a couple seconds of Alice doing something at the the bottom of this little reservoir, mm-hmm. and they go, well, we have like a couple of identifying images in this picture, so we went to Lake Mungo to see if we could find what she was doing. She they're like it it appeared to us after we went over the the footage time and time again that it looked like she was burying something. Sure. So they do that like they it was a lot of it was kind of cool because in like in unsolved mysteries like it's usually the cops trying to figure out the mystery and then yep. they give you the in this movie it was really about the family kind of taking over because the cops had you know it was a girl who drowned in a in a dam like yeah. that was kind of where their part stopped yeah um so the family did all the digging and they did all the research and they did all the the thing and they, they put the, the put all together. the pieces together yep. and were able to kind of stitch together this this narrative and uh, and then they finally make their way to Lake Mungo, where she had um, kind of freaked out one night. And they were able to find what she was burying, and it turned out to be her cell phone. And well, and it wasn't we'll get, just.
2: We'll, uh, what? I was gonna say it wasn't just her cell phone. It was like it, she. It was like her favorite necklace. It was her cell phone. It was her wristwatch. Mm-hmm. It was a couple, and like one or two other things. Yeah, which will all play a part into a theory that I have. Okay, but. Um, here's one thing that I will say that I disliked about this movie. Mm. Um, the movie was not cohesive in the sense that you basically, the story they tell for the first half of the movie has very little to do with the story they are telling the second half of the movie. There's a lot of things that happen that don't get resolved that are just there as like plot points to get to. And then when they get to it, they move on to a new plot point. Like what? Um, one of the things that they find out is, uh, well, let's start from the beginning. Um, the, we, we had mentioned that the son and the father started talking, but the son felt like he was hearing things. The father actually felt like he saw a ghost of his daughter in their house.
0: I didn't feel like it. Like he said, he said he actually, actually, like at one point, well, and that ties into, it ties into what, something that happens at the end too. He's like, shoot, I went into her bedroom Yeah. and she, this is after she was dead. He said, I was sitting there at the end of her bed and all of a sudden she walks into the room Mm -hmm. and she goes and she sits down at her desk and she starts writing something in her journal or whatever and then i made i made a sound because prior to that she acted like she didn't even know he was there i made a sound i moved the bed or something and then all of a sudden she went rigid and then she stood up and she came at me and she get said out, get, get out, out of my room yeah. uh yeah and he,
2: and he ran out crumbled right. into a mess the the wife and the daughter or wife and son found him and and whatever um, and then the son also felt like he was hearing things. So like, like I had mentioned before, the son had set up a bunch of cameras in the house and ended up catching the, uh, picture of a ghost. And right. the first one that he found was, uh, he was taking pictures. He got, he'd gotten really into photography, uh, during the time, um, while his grieving was going on, that was something that he like dove into and, um, he started taking pictures around the house and, uh, he took a picture of, uh, his backyard and when he developed the photo, there's a picture of his sister standing off to the left-hand side of the frame in mm. the backyard. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's, like, half transparent or whatever. And for all intents and purposes, it looks like a ghost. Yeah. So this is when they get the, um, the, uh, the psychic involved. He ends up coming to the house to try to help them unravel this ghost, basically, of their daughter. And this yeah. is where Ray comes into play. And Ray is uh Ray is actually a really likable character yeah I like how um given his profession of being a psychic that can be played for yucks a lot of times yeah and he was actually very deadpan like even his like his profession was treated very seriously in this movie like no one ever made fun of it no one ever whatever like he makes mention of like you know some people don't take don't take me seriously but like that's as far as it goes yeah and yeah I, I, appreciate kind, and I that kind of about like it. That. like yeah. he
0: knew that a lot of people didn't take him seriously but it was just and it, it, it he was, was never was. a bad it guy. Was, he was right.
2: never, even though something happens later on in the movie, he's never the bad guy. He's actually always like the, the stand up for, for good kind of kind of yeah. guy. So he's with them, like they're doing, um, they're doing a seance at one point in time. Mm-hmm. And they decide to run a camera again. And in the camera footage from the seance, they see a reflection of the girl in a mirror from the other room. And she's at like like she's in the house. There's also another piece of footage where it runs overnight, and you see her literally walk across the frame, yeah, back of the hallway. There's another piece of footage where they uh, they see her standing behind the couch in the living room, just standing there, staring off into space. They never explained that one. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah. That was there. So you come to find out that. But that all of the photos, the the one the photo from the backyard, the video during the seance, the video of the person standing be no, I'm sorry, that one was not. You're right. Yeah, the one behind the
0: couch they didn't explain. That one was not.
2: Uh, but the one where um the ghost literally walks past the hallway. So three out of the four that they that they find.
0: And then also there was the uh the Withers video.
2: Well, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Three out of the four they catch in the house though. Yeah the um the son actually comes clean and saying that he set them up yeah, he, and he actually he did it because he his, contrived
0: the whole thing cuz he contrived it but for a his, good reason his mother was having such a hard time
2: yes because his mother didn't actually see the body cuz their dad did mm. the identification yeah their his mother was convinced that maybe it wasn't her and that maybe she's still out there and so she was completely unable to let go
0: <laughs> well this This actually started because, first, there was a picture out by the... The first picture that showed up was out by the the lake, the one taken by Smeet, right?
2: No, that wasn't the first picture.
0: It wasn't? No. Yeah, it was, because after after that picture, after he took that picture, that's when the mother became convinced that she was still alive. Yes, I am right about this.
2: I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll... If I'm getting my timeline mixed up then I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here, but
0: I, I think that's what it was it was there was a picture out <laughs> by the 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 dam that was taken by that smeet guy, and that's where it all started because you could see in the background of the picture um that she was there, and then the mom was convinced that she was still alive and so the son had that's when he did the one in the backyard okay and made her show up
2: i okay like i said my that's timeline I thought,
0: unless those two are flip-flopped
2: my timeline might be a little a little bit mixed up here but <clears throat> even the uh the photo that is taken out by the dam though yeah they were also the son right like he was out there wearing her hoodie basically and that's what they caught however yeah we think anyway we well, think we thought so here's so basically we're long-winded here but basically like you come to find out that, that the sun set up a lot the, a lot of the photos, but there does still seem to be something strange going on in the house. Yeah. There's, there's one photo that is unexplained. And then also at the dam with, the, um, what was the name of that family? The, um,
0: the Withers? The Withers, yeah. yeah.
2: The Withers photo, there's also, they, they kind of show you that like, there was another person there that very well could have been the ghost of their daughter. And so, so you don't know exactly what's what's what. But the son was there, and he actually does admit to being out there at the dam. He admits to setting up the photos in the house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But then it moves on past that. Um, and this is what I'm talking about, how the, the first half of the movie is one story. And yeah. then the second half of the movie is another story. Yeah, And I don't like that it's a bit disjointed to me. It's a, it's like, it's like they wrote three different endings to happen at three different points in time in the movie. And then just like start over from there. Okay. It's like, we got from the point A to point B. Cool. Start over. Now we got from point B to point C. Cool. Start over. And then you have C to D mm. and it's, it's a little bit disjointed in my opinion. I still liked it. Don't get me wrong. It's a mm. fun exploration of the story and everything else, yeah. but, um, they could have, it could have been smoothed out. I think a little bit more, um, so the second half of the movie though is when the family the family knows that he set all this stuff up, but they still need to know what happened to their daughter. They don't know what happened to her. Yeah. and this is where all the Lake Mungo stuff comes in. yeah um, So they end up going to the Lake Mungo. they find the stuff that uh, uh, she buried there. Um, and when they when they find her phone, they plug in her phone and they go to the videos and there's this really disturbing video on the phone. Where it's like she's walking around, videoing this figure in front of her, and as the figure walks towards her,
0: well, she walks toward her. She
2: walks towards it, whatever. The figure ends up being her. It's the daughter with like a, a like a almost like a bruised eye that's yeah, completely swelled Her face is all fucked up. She's then. all fucked up, yeah. and uh, and they kind of they freeze frame on this, and that's the exact same face that she had when the father identified her in the morgue.
0: After she had been underwater for like yeah. a day and a
2: half, and they did do a DNA test, they know that was her body. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so the the whole the twist of the what the twist at the end <laughs> is basically how in the fuck did our daughter have herself basically a dead version of herself on video. Well, not, I guess not dead, but like... Yeah,
0: yeah, basically.
2: Basically a ghost of herself. They even right. say that at the end. I think that she videoed her, a ghost of herself.
0: Right, and and she, at one point in the movie, it, it is revealed that she had already gone to see Ray, mm-hmm. the exact psychic who was helping the family mm-hmm. get through this whole thing. And, and Ray,
2: Ray didn't tell the family, but... just but For I... like, cl- yeah, like client... But I like uh, his reason why, though, because he goes, this family needed my help, and if I would have told them that I knew this, yeah. I would not have been able to help them. Right. And I think that's a very... I actually support his decision on that. Yeah, totally. It was not done in nefarious ways. It was like, the guy was a good dude. Right.
0: Um. So And and she, she even kind of... She connects the dots at the end of the movie because you start to see this footage of when she went to talk to Ray, and she says... Like yeah, sorry. <laughs> she says very vaguely to him, uh uh, I feel like how, how did she put it? Like I feel like something bad is coming for me. Like it's and then already she said, happened, but some, I haven't yeah, seen some, it yet. Or. Yeah, or something bad has already happened to me, but now it's just trying to catch up to me. Yeah. And which is that's a very it's an interesting scene. And it's almost it's almost like she had a premonition of her own death, and then it was confirmed by the video of her literally seeing like a ghost of herself.
2: Yeah. So let's, let's jump into that. So we've, we've pretty much given you the story and the, I think most of the main things that happened, um, the only thing that we didn't touch on there. So (laughs) watch the movie and this will make sense, but there is one video that when it was proved to be fake by the sun, it's the video of, of, uh, when the figure walks across the hallway, right? Um, it's like a blurred blurred image of the, of the of the the quote unquote ghost walking across the hallway yeah. but it's the sun however, you and I noticed the very first time that we saw it that all the way over to the right hand side of the screen there's another figure in there yeah they, they, they pay no attention to the first time around right right well, you come to find out that that wasn't a ghost which we thought it was a ghost it was the neighbor which the neighbor kind of pops up out of nowhere but you you come to, to realize that the neighbor had broken into the house after she disappeared, looking for a videotape that he and his wife made with 16 year old Alice doing the deed. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Why Alice had the videotape? Maybe she stole it. I have no idea how she ended up in possession of it, but she had it hidden, like basically in like this like safe thing. Like she had a little like safe lockbox well, that was they hidden. They
0: said they said, why do you think Alice had the tape and the the mom just said because she didn't want him to have it. But how
2: did she get it from him? Did she just steal it? She must have yeah, stole there's it no or backstory something. to it. Yeah, because she... This is what I'm talking about though. This this particular plot point, mm-hmm. it starts and ends, but there's nothing to it like the the neighbors disappear yeah and you never know what happens to them yeah they're never a part of a story again
0: well they do they do mention that the um the DA or whatever basically or whoever was Age handling the is case consent. like yeah, they yeah they basically came to the conclusion that it was a consensual sexual sure. relationship and the video kind so of shows really that cause yeah. she's
2: not fighting it she's there willingly
0: right so um so that's why they kind of, that part of the story just sort of drops off because there was nothing. The only the only reason that part of the story even existed was to show that there was like a darkness in in her past when everybody thought she was just this innocent, yeah, you know, this yeah, innocent was, perfect girl. She had some it darkness was a going. Plot on.
2: device to further the character of Alice, right? But like, and it but, was something sucks, that though, she
0: struggled with internally. When she was still alive, that was creating this like, uh, like creating more turmoil. Yeah, inner turmoil for her. So sure. like everybody else, ours is like just this nice young bubbly girl, and she was clearly going through some shit.
2: Yeah. It just what su- what just sucks. was they they set up this big plot point with the neighbors, and then the neighbors just disappear. Yeah. It's like why did why did that have to be like that? Why there? I feel like there could have been a way that they they could have added that into the story. Without adding in this whole other arc with the with the neighbors and all that, like there's I don't know. That seemed like it was just added in to just give her backstory, but it was like distracting almost.
0: I mean, how could you have? How else could you have handled that though?
2: I don't know. I guess if you're looking at it from a realistic point of view, like this is just how frustrating the real life case maybe could have been. Yeah. So I guess I can understand it from that perspective. Yeah. Um. Anyway, though. So here's I'm gonna get into some of my theories yeah, let's here. Get, yeah. Um. I there to me there's there's two or three different ways i think i've talked myself out of one of these but there's two or three different ways that i feel like this movie could go down one it's an eerie ghost story about a girl who died under supernatural conditions right they they pretty much paint the picture that alice is a clairvoyant mm-hmm. that she can see the future or that she has feelings of the future premonitions she can see uh different like she even mentions like like you said that one time like uh somebody mentions that time isn't linear and that like her dying needs to catch up with her and like the basically the 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 parallel universes need to line up for her to actually die or something like that mm-hmm. like it was a kind of cool there's like a weird kind of cool idea that they put into the into the universe yeah. with that so it's possible that this movie is literally just that like it's literally that she is a clairvoyant she's she knows that she died or whatever because she has this premonition and her ghost basically is haunting her trying to catch up with her and take her and she knows that it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. So that's what she sees at the end. The person, the figure is, is her ghost finally catching up to her. You know, you could have, there's also the part where her, both her mother, um, her, or actually her mother at the very end almost comes off as being a little bit clairvoyant too, because yeah. she actually has dreams of the exact same situation that the daughter Alice told the psychic. Yeah. They're, they're literally they're, it's It's like they're sharing the same dream with two different perspectives in the same space. But was which is it, sort of clairvoyanty.
0: But was it a dream or was it again like a time paradox kind of thing? Because Alice is describing to Ray this scene of of her mother walking into her bedroom and she doesn't know I'm here. Yeah,
2: and it's kind of the then, same story that the dad told too, though. Exactly. So is it, is it, is it a case of the repeating ghost? Do you hear about that in certain things where the ghost gets stuck in limbo and is just repeating. Yeah, could be something like that too.
0: But then, but it's not just the ghost, though. It seems to be the whole family who's kind of experiencing it. You know, true,
2: true. Uh, well, it's interesting. so so there's that idea, right? That it's pretty much straight up exactly what you're being told is is what the story is, right? Yeah. But then there's a story of this when and I subscribe to this more often, more, uh, way, more uh, way more, way more, way <laughs> more. Uh, this is a story about grief. Like this is the story of a family that that cannot cope. The, with the, the fact that they lost their daughter and sister and it's it's the story of them going through the process of grief you know and them you know not believing it and them not doing this and that and them it's 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 a very sad story it's yeah. very human it's yeah. very like like the like the mom sort of goes into like a, a state of crazy because she can't process yeah and so what you're what you're seeing and what they're describing are all things that like they sort of made up in their own heads as a way to to process that grief. And it is just a very sad story that this accident happened. they lost their daughter. they can't come to grips with it. And so it's like they're making up these stories as a way to make sense of it. And what we're seeing and the movie basically is like a um a, a, like a like a version of their story, right? You're yeah. seeing it from their point of view, so to speak.
0: But then how would you explain certain things that never really have an explanation? like, like uh, they never really explain away the uh there's there's a point in time where uh the family goes away it I think it was when they were at Lake Mungo looking for her phone uh and Sorry. and the ghost of Alice appears standing behind the couch and just stands there for a while, yeah, and then at the end, when the brother admitted that he had um superimposed the picture of alex in that uh, alice or alice sorry in the uh the backyard photo Mm -hmm. but then you look off to the right hand side one thing we didn't mention there is
2: she actually is in that photo just way off to the right side Sleight of hand yeah they bring
0: your attention to the obvious ghost that's standing in the middle of the backyard but then if you look off to the edge, like where the garden is, mm-hmm. she's sitting on a little bench well, by the I garden.
2: Well, I think that it's actually possible that maybe there's a little bit of both going on. Like, if you do believe in the concept of ghosts, because the very, very last shot of the movie is a shot of the father, and the or the, the mother-father son, in front of their old house before they move out of it. And then there's like this really just, it's super ghostly, but there's a figure in the window like yeah. she's still there. Yeah, And so if you do believe in the idea of ghosts, it's possible that maybe she was a ghost. Maybe she was there with the family and spirit. It's possible. Excuse me. But everything else that was going on, though, was just kind of figments of their imagination. It's it's their way of grieving. I think that's really more what it is. I think that this is a story of grief. It's a story of you know, certain things happened, and you're basically watching them go through all the different stages of grief Mm. through this this unfolding story Mm -hmm. is what it is. Maybe that's why certain things don't make sense, because when you're going through... You know, It's why there's so many start and stops. It's because yeah. you've gotten through this part, okay, now you got to go through this part, okay, whatever. It's very, very possible. Here's the other theory that I have. Similar to the first one, but I, I actually backtracked this a little bit, but I want to put it out there anyway. Is it possible that Alice committed suicide in the lake? Um, that thought had crossed my mind the one thing that doesn't make sense though is if she did that if she drowned herself in the lake right because yeah. it does speak to her having a lot of like mental not not instability but but mental um, like mental health mm-hmm. like bad mental health like the whole story paints her in that picture she she had this this arrangement or whatever it was with her neighbors mm-hmm. you know maybe she was blackmailed into that maybe there's circumstances that, that are not even touched cuz you have no idea why she did it yeah and it's, it's possible that she her mental health was so bad because she knew that she had done this and she was depressed and she hated herself for it. the whole, the whole her burying her most prized possessions for somebody to find mm. makes a lot of sense. If you are planning on, on ending your life, yeah, you want to leave the things that mean the most to you behind so that somebody finds them so that it can get back to your family. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, in terms of what they saw on the camera, is it is it at all possible that maybe one of her friends had her phone and and were like, walking up on her? Because they said that she had walked away. Maybe she dropped her phone or something like that. You know, I, I mean I I'm conjectures all pure conjecture here, but like yeah. what if somebody else was filming and the reason that they saw her the way they did, only the dad describes the way that she looked, which is important because the dad was the only one that saw. Uh, her body when they recovered it. Describes the
0: way that she looked.
2: With like the, the bruised up eye and all that stuff.
0: Well, they had actual pictures of it, though. They <laughs> well, showed real pictures of they the did. body.
2: They they Of the body itself, yes. Yeah. And they did show the footage from the video camera, too. I guess what I'm wondering, though, is, is it possible that the... Because the dad's the only one that kind of describes the two the same way. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that, that that's just the way that... He, the last time he saw his daughter was in that state. So when he saw her on the screen... Like that's what he remembered her by. So that's how he's describing it.
0: Like when they see the footage maybe off I'm of reaching her. here. Yeah.
2: A little bit. <clears throat> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I don't disagree that the movie could be about you know, the stages of grief, but yeah. uh I also I I do think that there's like the supernatural stuff. I don't think that the supernatural stuff is just perceived. I think that there's definitely something going on.
2: It could be, it could be. Um,
0: well, there's just too many hard pieces of evidence that are not explainable. I, I think that it's.
2: I think that there's. I think that there's almost like um like you have red, right? Story red, which is like the story of grief. Yeah. Then you have story blue, that is the the supernatural story, right? And I think they overlap like just just a little bit to where it makes uh, what is that green? Purple. Purple. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking colors, man. <laughs> That little bit of purple is what you end up getting on screen, yeah. And I think that you can—it's—it's kind of designed to maybe be a little bit of both, you know. Yeah. And you can take from it what you get. Yeah. And in that, I think that it's a genius story. Yeah. I think that it's so well done, and the fact that this director literally, like, appeared and then disappeared after this movie, yeah, is that's also bizarre. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of adds to it, you know. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I really enjoyed this movie. I it's um it's not going to be for everybody. Like if you are just like a horror fan that just loves a mile a minute violence or scares or jumps whatever, like this is not. Yeah. This if you like dramas, this is right up your alley. Yeah. Um,
0: I would say that this is more chilling than it is frightening. But to me, that's that's actually that's actually more uh, has more of an effect on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can watch violent, scary movies all night long with, sure. like, mass killers hacking people to pieces. That doesn't really affect me. But Not stuff like this actually has a, a real effect on me, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty evident in when I went to John's last night. What we were describing earlier, if I had watched a slasher and I walked over to John's after that, I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> business as usual. But, like, watching a movie like this, that's...
2: All I need to do is walk faster than him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. But watching a movie like this that's uh more chilling than anything else, that's that's when I really kind of get the yep the creeps, you know. Yep, I agree. Um I like this movie a lot. Yeah, I thought it was I, uh, great.
2: I recommend it to to anybody. Yeah. Look, look it up. It's on uh, Tubi, we said. Tubi. So uh T-U-B-I. totally totally for free. Yep. All right. Uh so moving on to um the Far East, James. Yeah japan to be more s- specific the deep south uh i'm not going to <laughs> what <laughs> it's a little <laughs> doesn't little, even make any sense a little
0: nicky reference <laughs> oh
2: <laughs> i don't think that i've ever actually seen little nicky oh it's pretty
0: damn funny it's, it's like stupid as hell but it it's was funny. Like the
2: end of adam sandler's kind of funny times and then he went into his weird not funny comedic th- yeah i feel like he's starting to come back though i think i don't I... Yeah, I never saw it. "Grown Ups." I don't know if that was funny. Maybe now that I'm older, I'll find it funny.
0: But I thought "Grown Ups" was funny, but I think I think a lot of people hated it.
2: I loved not to, not to go on a fucking Adam Sandler tangent here. The Ridiculous Six or whatever it's called on Netflix yeah. is so fucking stupid, but I loved it. <laughs> it's I mean, that's so what, dumb. That's
0: what Adam Sandler movies are supposed to no, be. No, this stupid, is like, but they're funny. No,
2: The Ridiculous Six makes like Happy Gilmore look like look like Gone with the Wind. <laughs> I'm not like I'm serious like it's it's that big of a difference but I still loved it. Uh anyway though, uh, like we said uh over to Japan for our next movie. I'm not even going to bother pronouncing the title because I can't say it.
0: I've always called it Noroi. Noroi? Noroi okay. the curse but I mean if you I I caught them I caught them saying it in the uh the movie a couple times cuz it's subtitled. Sure, obviously. Um because it's A very loud that? motorcycle. Outside. Very loud motorcycle. Um yeah, it's I like, I I can't, I it's like Noroy, nur, they do like, a Noroy, no, Roy, the, no, Roy. no, no Roy. That, that was Russian. <laughs> Noroy, no, this, this is Noroy, <laughs> the curse.
2: It's gonna be a good Russian movie, though.
0: In Soviet Russia, Noroy curses you. <laughs> well, wait, <laughs> um, no, that's actually no, how it works in this world. That is actually how it works. Um... It, they put like a, they put like a, like a, 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 like a completely different syllable at the end of it. Yeah. Like it actually sounds kind of like, but then that still sounded Russian. I don't know what the fuck, but then it's like a, at the end, yeah. you know, yeah. like they, you know how they.
2: It's, it's, it's a language that I'll never be able to speak. No. Simple as that. Hey. I, I respect it. Never be able to do it. Yeah, um, it's a very this,
0: interesting sounding language. I mean, I I think it's fascinating. Oh, I would love I to learn Japanese. I just, I just can't fucking yeah, speak it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so this movie is from 2005, uh, directed by a guy named Koji Shirarashi, uh, who also directed the uh, more recent Sudoku, not Sudoku, uh, Sadako versus Kayato, which is basically the Grudge versus the Ring. Right. It's the two. It's the two ghosts from from those movies. Yeah. I never saw it. Um, which one day we're going to do a Ring or a Grudge. Retro. You just need to because I need to watch the original Japanese ones. You just and I need want to dive watch the new ones. You hate J horror. I know. I At least you it.
0: say you do, but you also say that you hate. What was? Uh, you also say that you hated uh, young modern.
2: And I came around to it. And sure, you came around hey, to it. Hey, man. I also eat Dijon mustard now. Going, so. going well, back to last the, week's...
0: Going back to last week's discussion about yeah. silver chair. All right. A documentary... Which, which we could get into again if We're you not want. going to.
2: <laughs> a documentary filmmaker explores seemingly unrelated paranormal incidents connected by a legend of an ancient demon called the... Kakutaba. Kakutaba. I, yeah, another word I can't say. Um, uh, you just
0: said Ka- it. Kakutaba. Kakutaba.
2: Oh, k- I can't yeah. say it. Look at that. Hey! <laughs> give me a star. All right. Um. So the the basically the one main character in this is uh, Masafumi Kobayashi. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Iron Jeff. Kobayashi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only
0: reason you can say Kobayashi. No,
2: no Kobayashi the hot dog guy. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kobayashi is the hot dog guy. Uh-huh. Morimoto is who I'm thinking of. Mm. Completely different. Doesn't even sound the same.
0: <laughs> Look at you. You're practically Japanese.
2: <laughs> hey man. Thanks. Um. Yeah. Kobayashi. Uh, Masafumi Kobayashi is the main character. He plays a. Uh, basically a paranormal investigator. Mm-hmm. And he goes around talking to people that might have stories and just... And he's a almost like a journalist. I think he more writes about them than anything else,
0: right? He's a truth seeker.
2: Truth seeker.
0: Because they do have a... They have a uh, a quote in the beginning of the movie from him and it says... Uh, I, I might misquote this, but it says something like, uh, I want the truth no matter how terrifying I want the truth. Yeah. So he basically sets out on these missions to solve these mysteries um and and you know even when he's confronted with horrifying things he presses on yeah so he wants the truth
2: so unlike um lake mungo where lake mungo is a fairly linear affair you know like as you're going on you get another layer peeled back you see what's next another layer peeled peeled back you see what's next no yep. This movie's a little bit different in that the first half of the movie, it's a two-hour-long movie, the first half of it is all unrelated incidences. Like Seem- it's basically se- him going to different things.
0: Seemingly disconnected clips from like TV shows and uh, different clips of him going to talk to people mm-hmm. and stuff
2: like that. It actually reminds me a lot of, um, I talked about this before and you never know what I'm talking about because I don't think that you've seen it, but this movie called The Bay. Which is a found footage movie, but it's found footage from the uh, perspective of security cameras, ATM cameras, uh, uh, people's cell phones, video cameras. Yeah. And it's all compiled into one to tell a story. Yeah. This is sort of like that because they get a lot of their footage from just various different places. Yeah, um,
0: like there's a there's a f- a couple of clips from Japanese uh, variety shows. shows. Yeah. Um, one from a random interview that Kobayashi did uh, after after doing one of his investigations, and that's where you is that where you first meet uh, Hori-san, Mister Hori?
2: Um, maybe I think that's where you. I forget the first time that you see him, actually.
0: Or no, the first time you meet him is when that uh, the uh, that. Uh, female so talk stage. show host. Yeah, yeah, yep. and she goes. To, and he like she goes bum the,
2: rushes her on stage practically. Well, no,
0: no, no. That's that was the second time. The first time is when that little the the the, the uh, um the girl from the TV show goes to uh, interview Kana? him at his house. No, not Kana, No,
2: he's a little girl.
0: Well, she was a little girl, but
2: no, little in stature.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She goes to interview him at her house. Yes, yes. And yes. she's kind of playing it off as like, Oh, this is so exciting. I'm gonna go talk to a super psychic. Mm-hmm. And then when he's when she's inside, she gets completely That's right. Like that's right. freaked out by him.
2: Yeah, I, I will say this, um, and I mean this with all due respect. All due respect. It's a cultural barrier. I'm saying this as a dumb American. But watching the types of TV variety shows that are that are going on across the seas, what the fuck, Japan? <laughs> <laughs> you have a variety show where you're putting kids through strenuous mental situations.
0: And then in the and then That's
2: in abuse. The, like that is abuse of children. And then in the
0: middle of it all you just have some guy yelling like yes. really excitedly about stuff. It'd be like if we put a bunch of kids into a room and you made them do strenuous tasks, yes. and then in the middle you'd just be in the middle you'd just be like, "Let's see what they've done." Yeah, it's
2: it's <laughs> uh it's like it was uncomfortable, almost sort of. It's like cause it's so weird from a from a from an a, an, a Western yeah. eye viewpoint. Like, yeah. It's just so weird. Like, <laughs> it's. It's bizarre. I love Japan. I love how bizarre Japan is to me. And I say, I mean, it with all due respect, I just don't get it.
0: Well, there's some fantastic things that come out of Japan culturally that, like, have been sort of adopted here in the U.S. that, like, when you see it, it's still kind of, to our to our American sensibilities, mm-hmm. still strange, but like, completely awesome. Like, you ba- know? like baby metal. Like baby metal, sure. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, it's it. It's just a it's just a difference in cultures, but something that I can completely appreciate. And there's it's it's crazy because it, when you think about it, like you think about, uh, you can think about like the more traditional aspects of Japan, mm-hmm. like the beautiful architecture yep. and the traditionalism, like the sure. you know, uh, um, like. What you just like you you said you said at one point in the movie you're like it's kind of weird because you look at some of this stuff and us as dumb Americans we th- like we we think of Japan and we think like people sitting around a table on a floor on the floor yeah uh, like very formal and everything and then this you is, see these but this
2: is what well, we're seeing it through a lens though a lot of times we're seeing it through the lens of Americans. Recreating what Japanese life is, cinema. Like cinema well, re- yeah, 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 through the lens. Yeah, yeah. When, we're, when you're watching this, though, this is a Japanese-made movie, and and this sounds really, really dumb. Every time that I have seen, like, just Japanese home life, if you will, it's like when they when they eat meals. It's a very shallow table on the ground, and they're sitting on uh, like a cushion, basically on the ground in, in front of the t- in front of the table eating whatever they're eating with chopsticks and whatever, like very traditional Japanese. When they sleep, it's mats on the ground. A lot of people are... Uh, there's usually a couple of people next to each other. Yeah. This is all just like what I've seen in <laughs> movies. And, and I'm not even talking about like necessary period pieces or anything. Like Even a more like, I want to say modern version of Japan. I feel like that's what you normally see. Whereas this one... Well, and there's still, I yeah, there's, still there's that a little that bit still like,
0: happens definitely in Japan and like uh, one thing
2: that I've never seen though is the, the one the, uh, the 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 Japanese son in in one of the stories he was just, he was eating whatever he was eating with a metal spoon. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a good Japanese in in Japan eat with a spoon before. <laughs> Maybe that, and that's just through the dumb you know American. Oh friends. yeah, we sound ridiculous. We right do. now because
0: it's like why would they not have they, spoons? They're but. sitting
2: at a regular kitchen table with regular kitchen chairs, and for some reason, because I'm a stupid American seeing in only one version of it, I thought that was, oh, that's odd. You don't normally see that.
0: I mean, you're not you're not is, stupid, though, because the types of movies that we watch and stuff... Is that what, just
2: American stereotyping, That was what I'm saying? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, which you know? sucks. I need to be more cultured because... Go to Japan. Need, <laughs> listen, you don't need to tell me twice. I'll go to Japan. That's but fine. that's
0: the thing, is, like, I know people who've traveled to Japan, and... As an American, when you travel to Japan, you seek out the more traditional stuff. That's true. Like, look at you know you and I. You and I used to love watching. Uh, we used to love watching Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain. He would go to Japan. He seeks out the more traditional stuff. So he was always sitting at one of the shallow tables, true, on the floor, legs crossed, eating off of you know so eating with all, chopsticks and this stuff. This all so?
2: Bourdain's fault. It's totally Bourdain's fault. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm picking it up. Um, Anyway, back to back to the the actual movie we're supposed to be talking about. Um, Oh oh god. Uh, No reservations. Oh god. No reservations. (laughs) No reservations. There it is. Okay, I thought I lost the episode. Um, Okay. So Kobayashi is basically seemingly investigating a whole bunch of random stories, and. One by one, as he's investigating these, he starts to realize that there are similarities mm-hmm. between them all, yeah, whether it be the presence of pigeons or the presence of uh, this one crazy lady, right? or there is the the psychic the psychic guy that's involved in a lot of these different stories. all these like different things start piling up mm-hmm. these similarities, and he starts putting the pieces together and you come to realize that um there is a demon running amok, <laughs> basically, right? I mean,
0: essentially, it's a
2: demon run, running amok, and uh, there's this woman that's connected to to everything. Uh, she keeps showing up in pretty much every place that he goes. She's like he always seems to just miss her, though. Like he might have a brief interaction with her, but then mm-hmm. she's gone. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all tied back to this ancient. Uh, help me out here. Like, this ancient uh, ritual, ritual uh, that was about.
0: Um, uh, appeasing a demon, basically. Kagutaba was the demon uh, who initially was used, was able to be used by people to kind of carry out misdeeds. Uh, But then... Kagutaba started going rogue and doing things on its own, like doing terrible things on its own. So they decided, because this it, it was a community of sorcerers, like this mm-hmm. small community of sorcerers who lived up in the hills in Japan.
2: Like very traditional beliefs, the whole deal.
0: Yeah, and so they decided to banish Kagutaba, and they would do this ritual to keep, keep it away. Uh, but then something went wrong at one of the rituals and the they so they would have a, a woman in a mask playing the, the role of Kagutaba. And she f- like flipped out after the ritual yeah. was done. Like she
2: was basically the embodiment like uh, <clears throat> for the ritual of the demon. They would do the thing where they have like a sickle, you know, like a super sharp sickle. And there's like a white cloth between two posts. Uh-huh. And they do this ritual where you would cut the cloth with uh or the the rope, whatever, with, with, the, with sickle, the sickle. Yeah. And that would basically be banishing it. Yeah. Essentially is what it was. But when they did this, the woman <laughs> who was playing the kaigutaba, she like flipped out and had like this weird thing. And, and it was basically was, her being taken over by the demon is what I'm guessing.
0: And she was the daughter of the priest who was uh doing the the ritual. Mm-hmm. And uh, shortly after that the, the this entire area was um flooded basically to create a, a dam. Which is kind of weird. Both of these movies involve a dam like a, a reservoir, you know what I mean? A damn dam. The da damn reservoir. Go uh, to the damn store <laughs> and
2: ask some damn questions.
0: <laughs> um I love that movie. <laughs> but uh uh so the the rest of the movie is uh is, is kobayashi kind of trying to figure out there's like the idea of kagutaba really doesn't even come up until way later in the movie but mm-hmm. he just starts to see all these weird connected um uh occurrences between seemingly random yeah well uh, occurrences you know like they're and you, and you he mentioned- starts to kind of draw the string between between each one of them and, uh, and whittles it down. And you're actually seeing all of this. This is a documentary that he made. It's in, almost in real time. Well, in the beginning of the movie, they let you know that the man who made the movie that you're about to see his his uh, house burnt down, and he's been missing ever since.
2: yeah. so that kind of that kind of sets it up to you works like you want to pay attention to sort of everything that's going on right.
0: because you know you're working up to basically him disappearing and his house burning down.
2: yeah, and you would you had mentioned to me because you had seen this movie before. you actually mentioned to me like the the first hour is a little bit slow. In that it's, it, so, it's it's ground it's it's laying the foundations though the first hour is laying not, the foundation for the whole movie.
0: It's not so much slow as it is like if you were just a casual viewer, you would be like, "This is a bunch of nonsense" because yeah. it's it's like it's prob- a whole bunch of unrelated. It's probably stuff. fifteen scenes yeah. of unrelated things. Yeah. Seemingly, thing is, so, the thing but is, then so, but then they start to thread so. the things together. And you go, oh they shit! They
2: thread like, it though from the very beginning, but you don't you don't really pick up on it you don't until a little bit later being because threaded, yeah. you don't realize that like parts like one, three, and four and two, yeah, connect in that in that order until you have like part six, if that, <clears> if that makes sense. You know, it, it's all very you have to kind of see it all to start stringing it together in the order that it makes sense. You know, it's kind of interesting, um, and too. It's, and it's kind of fascinating. I loved it.
0: You know, it's kind of interesting, too. This this just popped into my head. Um, if I might... The way that they string it together, if you think about the, uh, the knots that are very prevalent in this movie, mm-hmm. like they keep coming across these ropes sort of knotted in these weird, intricate designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Kind of. Like you follow a thread and then eventually it loops back to the previous portion of the rope and then it goes off trails off into a linear course again and then suddenly loops back sure. like it's kind of yeah it's kind of what they're doing in this movie like it's they pretty give much you a
2: visual representation yeah of how they the story give you goes, like yeah. a
0: little they give you a little piece of rope and you follow it for a little while and then all of a sudden it loops back to the previous piece of rope and then mm-hmm. you go for straight again and it's it's kind of exactly what they do throughout the entire movie.
2: Yeah, and it's a really good way of doing it because like I said it 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 sets up the whole first hour of the movie sets all the groundwork basically for the second half of the movie. Yeah. To where the second half only makes sense if you've seen the first. Like right, you can't right. I mean, it's probably any movie, but like, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying though. Like it's you, you, they're very. It's very important. As much as the the first half might seem trivial, it's all very, very important because it all ends up going back to it. Right. Like everything has a purpose, um, and I kind of like it. I I like the character of Kobayashi. Like he was um he was believable as like a dude that was just put on this path of exploration of this mystery yeah and you believe him like he's he's literally just doing his best he's not like a he's not like a superhero he's not like a, a larger than life character he's just he's, a dude he's pretty
0: clearly freaked out by some of the things that he's seeing oh, but yeah. he's also so compelled to figure out what the hell is going on that which he's, i love about that his character he'll push yeah. through that fear mm-hmm uh yeah that was really cool if
2: i was half the man he was you couldn't even you didn't even <laughs> want to be in the house hearing a fucking floorboard creaking yet here's this dude <laughs> here's the thing though i told you I'm,
0: i wouldn't be a good solo ghost hunter but kobayashi had a cameraman with him the whole time That's true That's if i had true. a cameraman
2: following me around I and, might you know, all right. and you know you got to look like you have a big pair when you're walking around with the camera on you. exactly you're, you're gonna do better yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh it's really... You and I were watching this movie last night. It was the first time that I had watched it since the first time that I watched it, which was... N-
2: There's nothing like the first time. James.
0: Roughly nine years ago, because I watched it shortly after my son was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight and a half years, whatever. What I watched it on... Say
2: he's eight and a half already? Yeah, isn't it Jesus crazy? Jesus Christ.
0: I watched it on YouTube the first time. I told you about it eight and a half years ago. Uh, I have told you repeatedly since then to watch it, but you never did. So I finally found an excuse for you to watch it. Um but we were watching it. And we're like, there's this is gonna be a hard movie to talk about on the podcast because it kind of is, there's yeah. There's so many threads to follow. Yeah, it's there's so much that happens in this movie. It
2: would be it, we would be here for three episodes trying to explain it from start to finish. There's just yeah. there's, there's just so many threads to follow, so we're not even gonna bother. Um This one's on on Shudder. Yeah. Five bucks a month. I Why will don't say you have this, it? I'm a bit disappointed that the quality of the movie on Shudder is pretty shitty, actually. Yeah,
0: I do. So the quality on Shudder is essentially the same quality of what I watched on YouTube eight and a half years ago. What sucks
2: is that they have white subtitles that are laid on top of... White Japanese subtitles right. for I would say 60% of the movie. Good portion of the movie. And though. it's really hard to read at times. Yeah. Like we watched this a little bit later, my eyes were tired. I was like squinting a lot to kind of read it. And it kind of sucks because like, I feel like this movie deserves to have an updated version, it deserves to have a more Definitely. high def. You know, redo the subtitles, make them make sense. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, because this is a really great movie. It really is. It's um, <clears throat> if you're if you're into in, like uh, intriguing storylines and uh, and you like a good mystery, you like a good and some whodunit. And, and some, I mean, these these are both kind of whodunits in the way because you're trying to figure out well who, this who done what. This movie definitely gets into
0: some like pretty, pretty. Freaky stuff toward the end yeah, too. Like there's does. some there's some moments where you definitely get the chills. Uh, the, the mound of babies. The mound of babies is definitely one of those.
2: I'm gonna leave it at that.
0: <laughs> the the scene that happens kind of after. So the credits for the movie start to roll for about thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and then it cuts into a different scene, which is basically uh, you find out. At least a portion of Kobayashi's fate. And that whole, that whole like five minute scene, I had the goosebumps yeah. during that entire thing. Because mm-hmm. it, it kind of, it's kind of the culmination of everything that you've seen throughout the entire movie. It involves uh, Hori san. He's come back. He's like escaped the mental hospital. It involves Kobayashi and his wife. It involves the, little boy that they adopted, which we didn't even get into any of that. No. Uh it involves Kana. Mm-hmm. We didn't really even get into yep. her character. Kana's a huge part she, of the she, movie. She is,
2: she is she's basically a psychic and she is part of the whole overarching story. Right. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. But there's she, so much more to it, but there's we can't get into it all. But that <laughs> whole that whole last
0: scene, like with uh like Hori Horisan coming in and you think he's just a nut job. Yeah. And he does like what he does. Well he is
2: crazy. Like I think his mind he's not has a, gone a I little bit. I, he's but. not
0: though. Like I think he's more I think imagine imagine if you were uh so they, they call him, they refer to him as a super psychic throughout the movie, right? Imagine if you were so in tune. Almost unwillingly tapped into the spiritual world. That you were just bombarded constantly with yeah. with information true. Th- that you were you don't want, you would probably be pretty fucked up too. That's true. You know
2: that's true. And why was he wearing like aluminum foil? That would make him even more of an antenna, wouldn't it? I think it will because his because <laughs> <laughs> his whole thing with I the, always put aluminum foil on my antennas <laughs> to make them better. Is all I'm saying.
0: His whole thing with the like the ectoplasmic worms and stuff like that, like. Yeah. And that's- Which
2: I I equated that to like watching stuff like Donnie Darko. Like, oh my God, I talk about the exact same thing. Like he's seeing the future. He's a psychic. He sees the future. He's seeing the same like ectoplasmic worms that come out of the chest that you can see people's future movements and all that kind of stuff like is okay who who knows what's really going on and is writing these movies okay
0: so when he says you've you've already been eaten like he said he shows up at kobayashi's house and he's like he says you've already been eaten by the worms it's it's like it's it's that's a metaphor Right, sure, obviously. So, like, if well, no, I mean, like, I, it might be he literally thinks he's been eaten by ectoplasmic worms. But going to your theory, like, the where if you tie it into Donnie Darko and those weird things that come out of everybody's chest, the idea of being eaten by the worms is he's already seen your future. Yeah. Right. I've seen your future. You've been eaten by the worms. I know what's gonna happen. What I think you. I think you're right.
2: That's what I'm saying. That fucking. (laughs) Like the worms, the worms could literally, like your path. If if the worms in Donnie Dargo, for example, right, Mm -hmm. are only showing your future, they're Mm -hmm. constantly leading you to the future, to the next place, right? Right. Well, eventually, that next place in however many years is going to be the end. Right. Those worms are going to your deathbed. Yeah. There you go. And you've been eaten by them. Like he knows how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Done. I love. I love that. Last, Donnie, Donnie yeah. Darko, the curse. <laughs> that's that's what this movie is. <laughs> no, this movie's great though. Um, I I definitely recommend it. I think that I like Lake Mungo better because I like sad movies. I, I and that sounds weird, but like I, there's more there's more body to that movie to yeah. me. Like, yeah, you know, there's more yeah. there's more to kind of grasp onto. Uh, Noroi is. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, good enough. Uh, it's uh, it's really really good too. I recommend this movie wholeheartedly.
0: Nuruyev. Nuroyev. Still sounds Russian. Nuruyev. It.
2: It's <laughs> Drink some vodka, watch the movie. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's good. I recommend both these movies. Um, they're they're just really really good. They're they're the thinking man's horror movie. I suppose so. Right.
0: I mean neither neither of us are really a thinking man, so you gotta
2: have at least half a brain. We've established that I have half of half a brain tonight. So Yeah, but you're
0: really wasting a lot of it. Um it's the beer. <laughs> yeah, it's good. There's a shitload about this movie that we didn't talk about, but we don't really need to. All you need to know is that you should probably go watch it. I agreed. It's on Shudder. It's five bucks a month. Don't be a silly goose. Just get Shudder and and watch it. And then come back and thank us for recommending a really good movie. Yep, <laughs> you bunch of dunces. I
2: I agree wholeheartedly.
0: James. Um, all right. Well, that's it for this week, huh? That's it for this week. Okay. We uh we have uh next week. What do we have? Part four. Part four. The, the final. The final installment. The final installment. Of the, uh, the Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> 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 um, and then following that, we will be doing our 200th episode, which Correct. is gonna get personal, baby. If you want to call us before then on our Buzzkill Hotline, Kill hotline, keep it, <laughs> like it. send us a little message. Let Please. us know what you think of the show. Honestly, Let us God. know if, how long you've been listening for. Let us know if you think we're a bunch of fucking idiots.
2: Yeah. That's fine, if you wanna, too. If you want to call in and just orally fillet us, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Or orally bite our penises right off.
2: Listen, call in <laughs> and give us oral. That's what we want. That is what we want.
0: It's the it's the best gift you can give.
2: <laughs> it really is.
0: Um, um no, so please, you, we
2: we want to hear from you that we really, really want to hear from you. Um especially not not only do we want to hear like we want to put some voices to like the faces and the names of people we know. Yeah. We've not talked to you guys at all. So we'd love to do that. But also I want like I would love to to get some messages from people that we didn't even know listen to us, right? Yeah. Those phantom listeners. Yeah. Because like we like, get we get quite a few every week. Like we our, know who you all are. Like our, we want to hear from you.
0: Like our friends, who we assume don't listen, but maybe they do. And they're, they're Except just, for except and they're for fucking Brian. I don't want to hear from him. Yeah, I don't want to hear from you. Anyway, what's the number again? If you want to call us on the Buzzkill hotline, it's 586-436-2269. We already looked it up. No, it doesn't spell anything cool, so it is what it is. Um in the meantime also before next episode if you want to find us on social media you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and SoundCloud at The Buzzkill Podcast.
2: You can also find us on Twitter at the PC. You can find us on all major streaming sites. Please tell a friend. You know if you know somebody who's into horror movies you'd be like, "Hey, these guys, they're pretty cool. Hey, check them out." They're looking They're for- kind of dumb, but they're mostly cool.
0: <laughs> they 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 may or may not be looking for phone shows within the next couple weeks, but uh, but if you're into that kind of thing, if you are into that kind of thing, then hey, it's hey right there, up sir. your alley. All right, well that's it for tonight. Yes, sir. Tomorrow, what are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm going to see you again, and we're going to eat some barbecue. Barbecue, baby.
0: Happy birthday to hey. Mike. Thank you, sir. Everybody, try to have a good night. Peace.